is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. In the field, number 70. We're talking about practice. Hello, you play to win the game. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one. No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Short open, Chicago with the lead. World Wideo Network presents Below the Mark. Hello, everybody. It's late tonight, and obviously we have a late show, Below the Mic. And, and this is what we're going to be doing every single Wednesday moving forward. We're going to be doing this show no longer Thursdays. We might move another show on Thursday. Maybe we'll move to move another show with me and Ryan Hickey. We've been talking about that, so we will get into that a little bit later. We're going to talk about some of the new shows we're going to be adding to the network. But as you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live now every single Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. in the morning. Remember, you can call us at 631-965-4990. Go to our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com and download our app. If you don't have our app, go to the iOS, which is the Apple application, and all you have to do is put in WWSRN or you go to Android and you put in Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We have a great show lined up for you guys. At 10.30, we'll be talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wigginton. And at 11.30, we'll be talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lara. Am I right? Lara. Lara. I'm sorry. I'm just not very good with names. Speedy, how are you doing, man? I'm fine. I'm just, it's been the same old for me. I just, oh, God. Up. Could you stop? I'm, well, I, I, uh, Did you take a shower already? Yes, I did All take right. a shower. At, at Don't least you, you worry. smell good. No greasy hands tonight, are we? Do, do we have any greasy hands? We have no greasy hands. All right. Keep the greasy hand. hands in your I pants. I washed my hands okay. uh, relatively right. recently. You do <laughs> like to touch a lot of things. You like to touch, touch mirrors, computer screens, car mirrors. windows. I touch mirrors? Yeah, you touch Touch mirror, dude. I don't want to get on on the radio show, but you I don't are, either. You have the greasiest hands I've ever seen in my entire life. You really do. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, I, we are going to go with that because every time you touch something, it's greasy. It's it's really annoying. I mean, even the mics when you when you grab the mics, it's greasy. You like greasy mics. mics? I don't grab the mics. Yes, no. you do. I grab the ni- mics when I accidentally nudge it. You nudge it? Is that the word you use? You nudge it? Sure. Yeah. Mm. I, what do you think? I do it like this and just grapple it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to. Anyways, we do this every single Below the Mic show, every single Wednesdays now. We would do this in the beginning of the show, and we call this segment Speedy. Sports and Entertainment News. Hit it, Speedy. NBA News. Los Angeles Lakers could create a dynasty with Giannis and Dakota, whatever his last name is. That was the, the best you've done. I, am I good? Yeah. I'm good. Anyways. I, you know, it's interesting. The Lakers, all these years, really, for the last 40 years, they've bought their teams. They brought in, they, they've made trades over the years to bring in big time superstars. Shaquille O'Neal being one, and then they draft Kobe Bryant and created a dynasty behind those guys. And, and then you look at even the Magic Johnson teams with uh, the James Worthy. I mean, they drafted all those guys, but all in all, they, they, they really built and won their championships by buying their championships. And now you're talking about these Lakers with arguably the best player in the NBA in LeBron James, Anthony Davis, one of the top five players, and then any Giannis. That could make a super team a team that will not be beaten. 
How are they going to have room for it salary-wise? I don't know. Maybe they'll figure a way. We've seen the the Miami Heat do it with uh, Bosh. Maybe LeBron James decides to take less. Or yeah. maybe Giannis takes less. I don't think Giannis or Anthony Davis will take less, being it's their first like big, massive contract. I call him Giannis. It's Giannis to me. Anyways, Jamal Murray. Lee puts everything on table for the Nuggets. Well, here's the thing. Jamal Murray looks like a great superstar. You saw him in the playoffs. I don't know if he's like Damian Lillard. I don't know if he's the type of player like a Steph Curry or even a Kyrie Irving. I don't know what if he's that yet. Kyrie Irving's won championships. Say whatever you want. He won championships. So did Steph. So you have to look at the big picture. Is Jamal Murray that type of guy that's going to win the big game and be a big part of that championship competitive team? So far, so good. Well, they didn't win this year. Well, we'll see. But they played very well in pretty much every game. Well, I I don't know if they're going to win, and I I don't think they're going to beat the Lakers. So there you go. Kyle Lewis. This is a baseball news, by the way. Kyle Lewis and Lewis Roberts for American League Rookie of the Year. Speedy, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think Kyle Lewis is Rookie of the Year in the American League. Definitely has done a nice job for a team that's not very good. They've hung tough. But, again, they lost. Uh, they had a bad loss yesterday against the Astros, which probably puts them out. But they've still – he wasn't a big prospect, and he's done a great job for, a, again, like I said, not a great Seattle Mariners team. NFL rumors, ladies and gentlemen. NFL season off to the highest scoring start. Well, here's the thing. There's a, they're, they're probably at the highest with injuries, too. Look right. at all the top players right now that are out for the season. Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley. Who's next? So, again, as good as it is when you see the offense, the defenses are a lot worse because there's no practice. Well, there is practicing. There's no preseason games. And I think a lot of these teams don't know how to tackle yet. So, again, yes, it's high scoring because they can't tackle, a.k.a. the New York Jets. Uh, NFL MVP candidates turning heads in 2020, starring Russell Wilson. Do you think Russell Wilson right now, if the season were to end, is the MVP? Yeah, but it's two games. He's playing good football. Yes, he is. And it's not Jamal Adams, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not Jamal Adams. He is playing well. He has two sacks right now. And by the way, didn't Eric Coleman tell us the other day that he had two sacks in the first game? He had one sack. He had one sack in the first game. Yes. And And one sack in the second game. I saw something. I saw a stat in terms of, I think, it was either passer rating or passing yards given up so far in man coverage. He's second worst in the league right now. Aaron Rodgers supports Dak Prescott for publicly discussing mental health. Well, obviously, everybody knows that Dak Prescott's brother committed suicide, mental health issues. Dak Prescott speaks out not only for his brother, but some of the people that have these problems. And Aaron Rodgers supports it. Um, NFL players express disappointing Breonna Taylor grand jury decision. Did you hear about that? Yeah, apparently they didn't do enough to... Uh, indict those cops and arrest them. I think only one sad. of them got off. It's yeah, very sad. It is sad. Yeah. NBA rumors. How do the Nuggets? Uh, I'm sorry. How the Nuggets are using LeBron James to beat the Lakers? Well, I don't know how they're beating LeBron James. I mean, are they beating LeBron James right now? I mean, LeBron's being the same facilitator. They have done well limiting him in points, but LeBron did pick it up. In I mean, the these articles half. make no sense, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he did pick it up in the second half yesterday and was a big reason the Lakers made that game close because the Nuggets were dominating the whole first half. LeBron James says black women are most dis- disrespected person on earth. What do you think about that, Spady? Okay, yeah, he's probably right, but again. <laughs> uh, it seems like LeBron James with... Uh, his press coverage is is more 
not about the NBA playoffs. It's about other things that are yeah. going on in the world. I, th- think he con- I think he's right, but again, but he doesn't I think need to obsessively con- say it. So. I think he should concentrate on what's going on in the NBA playoffs. That's what I think. Um, NBA referee Zach Zarber shares incredible Kobe Bryant story. Now, this is a good story, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. He talks about him and Kobe Bryant discussing certain things that happened in his life on the basketball court before games. Uh, if you want to check it out, go to Pro Sports Daily. It's a great article about that. NHL rumors. Free agent focus on the Colorado Avalanche. Well, guess what? There's a lot of free agents on this Colorado Avalanche team. This is one of the big up-and-coming young teams in the NHL. And they have a lot of salary room. Mm-hmm. So they can add some big names to the free agency mar- from the free, agent mar- free agency market moving forward. I think Colorado is going to be the biggest movers, and their agenda is to try to make a championship team in the offseason. Anaheim Ducks not expected to buy out David Backus. Why not? David Backus is an old player. He's not even a good player. It's not a bad contract. Of course they're not going to buy him back. Oh, man. What what the heck is going on in in pro sports? Baseball news. Yes, here it is. Mariah's, Mariah Carey shares. Mar- Mariah Carey says Derek Jeter was a catalyst in the divorce from Tommy Matola. Why does anybody care about her and Derek Jeter's relationship, and why he was the reason why he broke? She broke up with her ex-husband. Does Nothing I care about. Does it matter to you, Speedy? It does not. Are you sure? Are you Very gonna, much so. Are you going to date Derek Cheater if we actually hook you up with him? What, what, what's wrong with that, Speedy? Really? Not even an interest, huh? Nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> Derek Cheater is a pretty boy, so, you know, maybe maybe he likes the beard. Yes, because I've been always the one to advocate for pretty boys. Oh, I didn't say you were a pretty boy. You look like the bearded lady. Yes, okay. I, I said I was fine with that just because I love that movie. You, you like that movie, The Bearded Lady? No, not the movie Bearded Lady. The, the Bearded Lady is from Spaceballs. Oh, God. Anyways, that's it for sports and entertainment news for this week. Speedy, I'm serious. If I could hook you up with Derek, would you, would you go out on a date with him? I know he's a married man now. I know he's a married man, too. Not even an interest. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? We're starting to get... Derek Jeter involvement. Maybe maybe Speedy would go out on a date with Derek Jeter. Highly doubtful. <laughs> I think it's I think it's quite possible and it could happen. Anyways, sure uh, we have a great show lined up again for you guys at 1030, which in just a few moments we're gonna have we'll be talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wigginton. So it's gonna be very interesting and very good conversation with Michigan State football. I know you you know all about Michigan football. You're putting two and two together. These are two teams that absolutely hate each other. And I would love, I can't wait to hear what his thoughts are with the Wolverines as well, moving into the up and coming season. <laughs> so, so you're going to use your uh, hatred of other Big Ten teams to feed off uh, on, well, the, al- on know, the ally Michigan, that is Michigan State? <laughs> Michigan State hates Michigan. Right, of course. <laughs> Even in basketball, they hate oh, yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it'd be an interesting story to see, to see what he thinks about that whole back-and-forth banter with Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines, and uh, the Spartans over there in mm-hmm. Michigan State. So, interesting. Very interesting. But I do want to get back into the New York Jets because uh, a lot of great, funny things are happening in the New York Jet world. Okay? Uh, it, it's so funny because oh, throughout the week, I watch uh, the New York Jets, uh, I guess, practices on 
Periscope and Twitter, and, and I, I watch it. it. It's a good hour, you know, 50-minute show. You get the opportunity to really get to see what they're doing on the field. It's a joke, really. When you heard the story come out the other day about Avery Williamson coming out and saying that the the players are not playing and practicing hard or even working hard on the field during practices, it alarms me when you're hearing stories about Guys like Adam Gase and Christopher Johnson sticking up for Adam Gase on what's yeah he's he's a he's still a guru he's a quarterback guru he's an offensive guru and then you're hearing stories that none of the players are practicing hard they're lazy uh, you heard Avery Williamson come out Bradley McDougal we heard stories coming out saying that they're not playing hard they're not practicing practicing hard on the field when the practices are out they they practice almost three times a week and they're not they're not really putting the work in. And that's that's alarming. And you have to look at it. You have to look at the coaches right now, Speedy, because if if the coaches can't push the players to work hard and put the time in, to, because they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. When you look at the big picture right now, and you look at the team as a whole, th- this team is an absolute joke. They are the laughing stock of the NFL right now, the New York Jets. There's nobody that you can really pinpoint right now that has been as bad as the New York Jets, except the New York Jets. I mean, not even the Browns have looked as bad as the New York Jets. Now they won one game, but... I, I mean, seriously. <laughs> Just give them time. <laughs> it, it, this team is terrible. The Jaguars have looked better. I, the Jets have looked as bad as anybody. The Giants have looked better offensively than the New York Jets. And it's not because of the offensive line, because as you can see, Makai Beckham is the real deal. Oh, yeah. The Jets line have definitely, definitely outplayed the Giants so far. No, I, I, it's not the line. The line's not going to be the problem moving forward. I think Joe Douglas solidified what the offensive line is. I think the joke is, is Sam Darnold the quarterback of the future for the New York Jets? And... Is there any wide receivers out there that they can bring into this team right now besides the injured players that are going to be sitting on the bench for the next four or five weeks? Uh, and we don't know when Perriman's coming back. We don't know when um, uh, Mims is coming back. We don't know anything. Le'Veon Bell, we don't know when he's coming back. The, the Jets have lost four of their top I guess four of their top four wide receivers. Pretty, much, pretty much all they have. I mean, they, who's their number one wide receiver on that? Barrows? I mean, seriously, Chris Hogan? Chris Hogan is a journeyman. I mean, <laughs> Chris Hogan has like two good games. It a is year, a even joke. With the Patriots. It is a joke right now. Even it, all the Jet fans can't lie about this. You can't hide behind this. And I'm a Jet fan. You can't honestly sit here and tell me that Sam Donald has enough whip- weapons to win at least one game this year. Because if this if the season progresses to go with the way it is, the Jets aren't winning one game. They're not. I, I'm a Jet fan. I'm getting I'm getting stories right now through friends and through articles. People are sending me that the Jets aren't practicing hard. They're not putting the time in the practices. You're not going to win when the team is not as talented as the other team they're playing against. Yeah, I, I mean we've seen teams not practice as hard as previous uh, eras of football. And we saw the Seahawks get fined for practicing too hard because of that, because of the injuries. But also, again, at the same time, you still, when you're a team like that, a young team like the Jets are, you want to be able to game plan well. And obviously we know Adam Gase doesn't do that. Well, if you look at Indianapolis right now, they're the next team the Jets are going to be playing this weekend. And Indianapolis won a game. They won their game this week. After having a bad game in the first in the first week, mm-hmm. playing terrible against a Jacksonville team that they were much better than. Yep. And then this week, this is Philip River-esque. He comes in and he plays a team that you're not expecting them to beat. And they beat him. I did expect him, but not to beat him by 17 like they did. I mean, seriously, a lot of people didn't pick them to win. So I was one of them that mm-hmm. didn't think that they were going to win. So 
again, when you look at Indianapolis, they're coming in. They're they're getting hot. Uh, this is still a very good defensive team, and they have weapons. They have T.Y. Hilton. They have weapons on the outside. They have they did lose their starting running back uh, for the season four tournament. Well, Jonathan Taylor played very well though. Yeah, I mean. This is a team that is absolutely capable of winning and getting into the playoffs, and the Jets are going to be bumping into another strong offensive line, probably the best offensive line in football. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I would say so. With the Eagles having the injuries they have, I think the Colts are now the best offensive line in football. I mean, you can't sure. sit here and, and obviously think that the Jets are going to win a game for the next two or three weeks because I, I can't see it. This team is bad. I thought they were going to be an eight and eight, nine and seventeen this year mm-hmm. at best. They're not even going to win more than three games. I think I had them 7-9 and nine at the start of the season. And usually the Jets start off strong, and then they fall off more in the middle of the season, more than you see them really just have a dud at the beginning of the season. Last year was really an exception just because of Sam Darnold having mono. Even then, they, they've looked a lot more competitive than they are right now. They're not going to win more than three games this year. That's what it seems like. I don't know what is going on with this team. And Sam Donald needs to speak up. This is a kid I know he's a young player. He's 23, 24 years old, and he's moving up. And he's been in the league for three years. He needs to take the bull by its horns. He needs to be the leader in that locker room. Because right now, nobody respects Adam Gase. You see it right now. And I'm not saying Adam Gase is a great coach because I think he's horrible. But, again... You have a quarterback that believes in you, and he's not speaking up for you because he's a quiet guy in the locker room. Same thing like Eli Manning. A lot of people thought that Sam Darnold would fit better with the Giants than with the Jets because the Jets usually have those uh, pretty outspoken (laughs) outspoken quarterbacks that like to speak. A Baker Mayfield, you know, uh, that type of quarterback. I think he would have been drafted by them, too, if if Cleveland didn't take him and and obviously Darnold didn't follow them. Like, if the Browns took Darnold like they were supposed to. I mean, honestly. I think you even said it, too, at the time. I think Baker Mayfield would have been a Jet. (laughs) Honestly, when you look at the Jets as a whole and where their team is going, uh, you're not very excited about the growth of some of these players. I do like... Uh, Makai Be- uh, Beckham, Beckham, because I think he's a great young player, and I think he's going to be one of the best offensive linemen in the league if he's not one of them right now as we speak. And I think uh, uh, I think Williams is is starting to really show. Quentin Williams is starting to show how good he really is. Mm-hmm. After the San Francisco game, he played a good against a good offensive line. Yeah. He was throwing that offensive line over and over again. Every time they stopped double teaming him, he was throwing people around. Right, he was very good in the second half too. He was great. And and now you're seeing their two young players that they can build their defensive line and their offensive line around uh, starting to grow. So if they can get a quarterback that actually can make the plays, and I'm not playing. Taking shots at Sam Darnold, I think Sam is going to be good. I really do. It, 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 the Jets, their organization as a whole, on not giving him enough weapons, and I don't blame Joe Douglas because there was nobody available this offseason for him to bring from free agency. The only big name he could bring in is a is a draft pick. He brought in Denzel Mims. Who would have thought that he was going to pull his two hamstrings uh, before the season starts? So now he's he's up the Ricky Road, and, and you have Chris Hogan. You have all these different guys, these journeymen, that are not really going to do anything for the New York Jets and make Sam Donald a better player. All these quarterbacks have great wide receivers around them. Sam Donald doesn't. So, again, you can't blame Sam for that. And If you look at Sam's... Uh, um, throws per you know catch last game. He, I think he was twenty one for thirty six, which is good odds, mm. good numbers. I, I know he only threw for one hundred and seventy five yards, but if he had two or three wide receivers that can actually go out and catch the ball and create separation, <laughs> uh, he probably would have had four hundred yards and, uh, and possibly three or four touchdowns. And Adam Gase wasn't calling the screen. Every and that, play. <laughs> that's another thing. That's another thing. But right now, 
Uh, it, it's this is a huge story right now here in New York because to hear that the New York Jets are not practicing hard and they're not putting the time in and Bradley McDougal, who's a journeyman uh, safety who came from that Jamal Adams trade, he's already talking about the way the these guys are working on the field and how the coaches are not really pushing them. That's scary. That's scary when it's only two games into the season and you're talking about new players already speaking up about the Jets organization. That's why Jamal Adams left. But again. I don't respect Jamal Adams for doing what he was doing, and I can't stand Jamal Adams. But maybe he has some truth to what he said about the organization and where this organization is going with Adam Gase. He said that Adam Gase isn't a good coach, even though when he was brought to the organization, he was very happy and excited about Adam Gase. Uh, Then after the first year, I think he was putting his tail between his legs. So, um, again, when you look at Jamal Adams and you look at where the Jets are, it's not – they're not in a good situation. They're really not as an organization. And, I, I, and I'm not very excited about this season and watching this season. I want to see some of these kids develop. I want to see Herndon develop. I want to see Sam Darnold develop. I want to see uh, LaMichael um, Piran. Piran play. I want to see their pass rusher that they brought in from Florida. Zuniga, yep. Yeah, I want to see Zamiga play. I want to see, uh, see Denzel Mims play. I want to see some of these young, young players develop and turn into something. Ashton Davis. See these guys develop that we see the the new and defined New York Jets for the future where you have something to hope for in the very close near future. And I believe the Jets are three players. As crazy as it may sound the way they are right now and the way they look, I think the Jets are three players, three positions away from being a contender. I really do believe that. They had a wide receiver, a top wide receiver, a great another draft wide receiver, and Denzel Mims turns into something. You got your weapons. Yeah, I think it's also tough in this kind of year, too, because we, without, without having the length in training camps, without having the preseason, it really took a while for these players to get going. And a lot of these other teams even had rookie receivers that were getting hurt, too, and rookie running backs, stuff like that. We are, Jerry Judy already got hurt in, I think, the first game of the season. You had Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers who got hurt, and even some of the running backs we saw get hurt. So it's it crazy a, how many injuries there yeah. were. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's going to hurt the NFL season. We don't know when Christian McCaffrey's coming back. They're saying six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Arguably the, the best running back in all of football. Then you're sec- possibly the second best running back in football is out for the season yep. in Saquon Barkley. I mean, this isn't good news for the NFL. And everybody and all the coaches and all the analysts that say, oh, it still looks great, even though they didn't have preseason. I think players are really going to start to push away preseason. There is no way in hell with all these injuries that you're seeing right now players are going to push away preseason. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. It's going to be a year very much like baseball of just micromanaging and with these coaches. Depth is going to be key and managing, obviously managing Speedy, those are you going to coach the new franchise that we're going to be bringing into the NFL? We're bringing in a new franchise? Yes. Nice. Maine. We're okay. going to bring in a football team from Maine. All right. Okay. We're right, gonna, my, my father gets to be on the coaching staff because he likes. We're gonna call he, them, he likes Maine. We're gonna call them the Maine Blue Lobsters. All right. Okay, the Sounds Blue good. Lobsters. Sounds good to me. What do you? We'll put the Blue Lobster on the on the helmet. It'll be blue, and it'll be good. Can you it, know, can it be a metallic blue? A metallic blue. Nice. Yeah, Speedy. Yes. Are you nuts? Are you? I there would never. I would never make you the GM of my organization if if somebody actually paid me to do it. Okay, I wouldn't pay you a dime to run my organization because last year you told the fans in the world that the Washington Redskins defense was going to be amongst the top of the league and they were amongst the top and worst in the league. So there you go. So I I, I don't know if I trust you with my organization, Speedy. You also thought the Chargers were going to go to the Super Bowl, but okay, I did. I did. Well, again, they had a bad season and and Phillip Rivers uh, didn't have the offensive line that could protect them. 
And now he does on Indianapolis. And, yes, he does. And I'll tell you this. If and Indianapolis, so, so does Justin Herbert now on the Chargers. <laughs> Justin, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. How crazy. But Justin Herbert is a great guy that can move inside and out of the pocket. His offensive line doesn't have to be great. It really doesn't. He, he just needs a little bit of time to use his legs. And you saw what he can do when he uses his legs. So uh, I, that kid's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. He really is oh, going to yeah. be a he good looked, player. He looked impressive. He's going to be a really good player. I mean, it's there's a lot of great things to talk about in the NFL, and there's a lot of uh, crazy things moving forward that we can talk about in the NFL with injuries and everything like that. And so uh, talking about the Jets, it's, it's just something that I have to say because the Jets are just – they're horrendous. They look terrible. They just look bad. And the Giants, they're not too far uh, away from what the New York Jets are. The Giants have been semi-competitive, at least. Yeah, they're a lot more competitive than the New York Jets, that's for sure. And the Jets have more talent than the Giants. That's the craziest thing. And that's why I've said this over and over again. It all matters about the coach. If you don't have a good football coach and a football mind that can push players and pick the players up from the ground and push them to be better than that they are as players, well, then he's not the right guy for the position. And I don't think Adam Gase is the right guy. I really don't. I think Jet fans, I think people, even fans that aren't fans of the New York Jets think that Adam Gase is a bunch of bag of crap. I mean, seriously, he's garbage. He's absolutely terrible and horrendous. And and New York Jet fans should not be excited uh, going into playing Indianapolis this week. I think they're playing Indiana. Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like the the sound of the New York Jets moving forward, especially in the next three games. So uh, it's kind of scary when you look at the big picture that the Jets could be 0-5. Yeah. And and you're looking at the the season to be over for the Jets. Yeah, what is it? Cardinals and Patriots after that. Yeah, I, it's yeah. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if the Jets will win one game in the first seven games. I, it's crazy. <laughs> Not with the weapons that they have. I mean, maybe if Denzel Mims uh, shows up after after this week or after next week and shows that he's a player, which I believe he will, uh, the Jets will have some kind of offense. But. Uh, if this defense doesn't wake up on the outside, and especially in the secondary, uh, it, it's going to be a really, really, really long season. So, uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wingenton here on Below the Mic. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. As you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday. Now, Speedy, every single Wednesday at 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. at night. I, I, in the morning, actually. We are actually going to be doing the show all the way to 12 in the morning. Are you happy about that, Speedy? Mm-hmm. Are you? I am. Wow. You know I'm a night owl. <laughs> you are a night owl. I am not much. Of, actually, I... I'm a little bit of a night owl. You, you, you just sleep at all random times. I do. It, it's crazy. I, I could fall asleep anywhere, guys. I could fall asleep under a desk if I really wanted to. Huh. Anyways, uh, you can call us at 631-965-4990. And remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app, and all you have to do is go to your app store, which, which is Apple. If you go on the Apple uh, store, you go into WWSRN, or you can go to Android, which is Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy, speedy, speedy. We have a first guest, do we not? Yes, we do. Oh, well, uh, now uh, we will be talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wingington. What's going on, Kev? Doing good. How are you? Well, I'm not dancing, man. That's for sure. 
I mean, I, you can call me Twinkle Toes if you want. I mean, I, I, I'm not much of an offensive lineman. I, I mean, I, I know offensive linemen need to dance. They, they, a lot of them do mixed martial arts. A lot of people, a lot of them do ballet. I've heard so many different stories about, and I've interviewed a lot of offensive linemen over the years, and a lot of them tell me they do a lot of off off-the-field activities. And a lot of them, some do hot yoga. I mean, it's crazy. So uh, how are you and your family doing this pandemic? Oh, we're doing good. Um, I'm back in school. I'm back starting my season. So it's kind of almost feeling back to normal in a way. But um, happy we start football our games next weekend. Uh, but everyone's been safe. You know, I've been lucky to not really know anyone that's caught the virus. So it, it looks like you're just so excited that the season's about to start, man. So excited. You know, I, you're not putting any smiles on your face. I'm looking at you right now. We got to get you to smile. So we'll do a little bit of that as we move forward in this interview. But um, what is it like playing offensive line? I mean, we've, we've interviewed a lot of offensive linemen, and we ask, you know, crazy questions as far as schemes are concerned. But being a big guy and being the guy that protects the quarterback, and, and a lot of people don't understand how important that position is as an offensive lineman. What is it like being that guy that has to stop that 360-pound behemoth who can mm-hmm. run through a line and try to get through that, that offensive line to get to that quarterback? What is it like to stop that? that big time defensive player. Yeah, no, I, I think offensive linemen is like one of the um, most uncommon, you know, positions and uh, the way that you're not really praised every play, but you kind of only get looked down on if you mess up. Um, but no, I, I love being an offensive lineman. I played basketball my whole life. And then kind of when I got started in high school, I started playing offensive line and playing football and kind of just fell in love with it. So uh, you're, you're according to, um, 247rivals.com. You are listed at 6'5 and 290, um, which is, again, still You're pretty big. You're a big boy. You're a it's big still boy. pretty big, but it's in terms of an NFL offensive lineman and what we've seen of these top college teams, it is on the smaller side. But again, we've also seen that be a trend with a lot more spread offenses and faster offenses. So do you think that kind of trend will continue? And have you been using those kinds of offenses so far? playing in high school football? First of all, Speedy, before he answers that, he's got big feet, okay? Big feet is all... It, he doesn't have to be big in stature. He just has to have big feet because you know what you have to do with those big feet. You got to plant them in the ground and stop those big men. So I don't yes, care. Sir. I know you got big feet, so it doesn't matter how tall you are. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, no, you know, I am, uh, yeah, 6'5", 290, but um, especially in the high school level, that's pretty big. You know, there's not really that much that many bigger guys than that. But um, once I get to Michigan State, I know I'll probably get to about 6'5", 315, 320. Um, so then I'll be right there with, you know, everyone else. Um, but, you know, playing at 290, I used to be 325. Uh, but this quarantine, I kind of lost a lot of weight and just so I could move faster and, you know, be in a lot better shape for the, you know, the third quarter, fourth quarter, those long drives, make sure I'm still able to play at my peak performance. Well, Michigan State is is very well known for their basketball team, okay? And by the way, we are talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wigginton. Michigan is a very well-known school for their basketball. They're really not known as as well for their football. And there is a team over there in Michigan that the Michigan State, you know, Spartans don't like, and that's the Wolverines. Uh, when you decided to go to Michigan State – was there any thoughts about playing for Michigan State because you wanted to play the Wolverines? No, I, I honestly don't really care much about the Wolverines. Um, but uh, I, I do think a lot – I'm very excited to be a part of that rivalry. I don't think there's many rivalries bigger than Michigan State versus Michigan. Um, 
you know, just getting to play them every year and just seeing how the state kind of, it's almost, you know, split in half. You have Michigan State fans, and then you got Michigan fans. But, uh, you know, I've definitely felt, you know, uh, I've seen the rivalry on Twitter. It's been fun to see and be a part of. Um, but, yeah, there's been, there's been a great tradition between that rivalry, so I'm excited to be a part of it. So the Big Ten this season is going with a very unique scheduling setup. Uh, it seemed like they weren't going to play for a while. Then all of a sudden they just filed a eight-game season with a double conference tournament uh, with the second-place teams getting to play as well. Do you like this setup? I mean, obviously you're not playing this year, but do you like this setup if, it, if they do go forward with it as a long-term thing uh, for, the, for the conference? Um, well, I, I do like the schedule setup, but um, I think you definitely need to be playing uh... – you know, a couple of non-conference games in the beginning because they'll play like Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, kind of those warm-up games for the Big, Con- Big Ten Conference play. Um, you know, I, I know I heard you guys talk about the NFL, but there's there's a lot of injuries going on right now, and that's because they eliminated the preseason. So you kind of get rid of that live contact before you get in those big games. But um, I hope it's just a one-time thing. You know, I think Michigan State's going to do really well this year. Um, this new staff is definitely going to surprise some people um, around the Big Ten. Kev, I got some news for you. I mean, this came out four hours ago. Michigan State reports 30 athletes test positive for COVID-19. What do you think about that? I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to protect you, man. You're, you're my yeah. new offensive lineman, so I'm trying to help you. I'm, I'm trying to protect you. You better wear that mask, man. You better get yeah. – when you go back to school, put that mask on and make sure you protect yourself, man, because, uh, I mean, this is a story. This is, this is four hours ago, so – yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta watch your step now, man. As you guys know, we are talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wigginton. Now, Kev, uh, I look at the picture. I look at the big picture right now, and Michigan State is is a known school, known for. They're also they have a good football background as well. And what was it like? Um, getting recruited by Michigan State. Mel Tucker is a very well known coach. What did he say to you that really drew you to the school? of Michigan State University? Yeah, so um, I'll start off. I, I was initially, you know, um, the offensive line coach, Coach Cap. He he was the first one to reach out to me. Um, and, you know, I got to build a great relationship with him. But um, really, you know, I got to spend a, the first time I talked with Coach Tucker was a Zoom call with him and my parents, and we got to talk for about an hour. Um, and, you know, he's a very personal guy, family guy. Um, you know, I, I could tell he, he – he definitely wanted me and, you know, I could tend he would be texting me, just, you know, checking in on me, checking on my family. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, I've, you know, got to deal with a lot of head coaches to being recruited and he's by far been the best one I've gotten to deal with. And, you know, his background, 10 years in the NFL and playing with Sab- uh, working with Saban, working with uh, just all these big name coaches and has, has a great NFL pedigree. So that's, that's something that every recruit's really looking just, for. Just, just so you know, Kev, everybody works with Sabian. Everybody <laughs> works with Sabian. He's been in college football forever. The man is a football junkie. So I think yes, I, I would say about seven of the top seven of the top schools in the country were at least under Sabian at one point in their careers. So and then there's whoever has Lane Kiffin. No, absolutely, Lane Kiffin. Come on. <laughs> at least you're not. At least you're not being coached by that guy. That guy's out of his mind. Even though he is a good coach, he did a good job at USC. No, he did, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying he's, he's a good coach, a college coach, not an NFL coach. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who goes to the Raiders a lot of the times is not a good NFL. Oh, coach. stop that. John Gruden's doing a John good job. John Gruden is the one exception. All, All right, right. Last, go ahead. Ask Kevin another in the question. last thirty years. So Kevin, uh, just continuing with Mel Tucker, uh, he came recently from Colorado. Uh, the Pac-12 is no more. 
more of a, as a spread offense uh, pro, or pro-style offense kind of league. Now you're entering the Big Ten. Do you think he'll try to adopt a lot of those concepts into the Big Ten? And do you think it'll work against a lot tougher defenses than you see in the Pac-12? Um, you know, I think Michigan State's going to bring a um, almost like a multiple type thing. They're going to be able to, uh, you know, run out of the spread formation while also doing a pro-style offense at the same time. Um, you know, their offense quarter, Jay Johnson, he's been, uh, he's been around the block. If you want to say he's been at UNC right before Colorado. And, um, you know, I've watched a lot of game film with him coaching and, you know, I'm really excited. I think he's going to, you know, bring something different that a lot of teams in the big 10 haven't seen just with how diverse he is and pretty much able to call any play in the playbook. Um, and especially with the roster Michigan state has, they definitely could do that now. We are talking to Michigan state offensive line recruit, Kevin Wigginton. Now, Kevin, I, I had the opportunity to watch this behemoth uh, run at the Combine, and that's Makai Beckham. And he's a New York Jet, and he's been one of the best offensive, really surprises, at least one surprise for the New York Jets. They have a good offensive lineman that they drafted in the first round at number 11, probably the best offensive lineman in the draft, it looks like. When you watch this kid run the ball, when you th- see him run the 40 in five seconds flat. And I heard he, he, a guy that's six foot eight, 365 pounds. I heard he ran into four eight at one point. When you look at the speed of the game and, and you see these type of behemoth guys at the offensive line do what they do. And he was a basketball player too, bud. So what, were your, what are your thoughts to the position at the offensive line? Yeah, you know, just you bringing up basketball. Um, I think, you know, if, if you play basketball, that translates best to playing offensive line. Just the footwork you're using, especially if you're a big man, you know, using drop steps and all that. But, uh, no, I, I loved watching Makai Becton. Even when he was at Louisville before, you know, he had a lot of hype around him. You know, he's 6'8 guy. He's huge. And, um, you know, he's, he's another guy who's really good with his feet, um, which, is, which is the biggest thing for offensive line because every offensive lineman's big. Everyone, all of them are good, all powerful. But, it's the ones with the good technique and the good footwork, which really sets them apart. So, um, you know, he's one of the few players I watch to kind of take something and add to my game. So do you think the different types of, like, spread offenses, uh, outside-based offenses have really done that for offensive linemen, made it where it's not really this brute strength position as much anymore? Not, not that Makai Becton isn't strong. He's very strong. But it, it's not as much in terms of those power guys. Do you think that'll continue to happen? And if so, do you think there'll be more guys that are able to play offensive linemen? Because offensive linemen is one of those positions, drafting-wise, that is very hard to find. Yeah, um, I think the game's definitely changing for offensive linemen. Um, you know, Makai's an exception, but the the at least at the college level they're getting smaller so not everyone's 335 and preach it man preach it tell them yeah they're getting a little smaller so it's you know you're around that 310 which is really just so you can move faster and especially with the spread offense you know you're passing the ball 30 40 times a game you want to be able to you know take your pass sets and stay strong see kev i have your back man i have your back so I've been saying this over and over again. We need to preach. You know, it's not about size. It's not about stature. It's about technique and athletic ability. I've said this over and over again. Uh, it, it, we have seen so many players over the years in different positions, even the small ones. Look at Julian Edelman. How, who would have thought that Julian Edelman at his size coming into the league, the NFL, as a quarterback would be a successful wide receiver in the league? The only person that probably would have thought that was Bill Belichick. And now you're looking at this guy. I wouldn't say he's a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer, but he's arguably one of the greatest playoff wide receivers we have ever seen. So uh, we have seen smaller guys in smaller positions at stature become top end players at their position. So Speedy, eat that, buddy. 
What do you say that? Well, Speedy, what are you going to say about I it? said I, I was oh, rolling stop. with the trend. Oh, I'll tell you the trend. The trend's completely wrong because look at Russell Wilson right now. Look at Russell Wilson. The no, guy's like I five. said the trend was getting yeah, but, smaller. But it doesn't – no, you said the trend was getting bigger. It, no, it, I said I, I, – what was my first question? Uh, Offensive linemen are getting smaller. Do you expect the trend to continue because of the spread off? I lost that. I'm sorry, Kev. I, I'm, maybe I'm a little in my own little world. But uh, a lot of people think that the offensive linemen are getting bigger. I think they're getting smaller and better. And, and, and I think – in the big picture of where I think the offensive line is. I, it's hard when you ask questions to an offensive lineman, Kev, because I, the offensive line, it all goes in sync with each other. At certain positions on the field, on the football field, you know that if you dominate that position, you stand out the most on that defense. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. as the offensive line, sometimes you don't really see those offensive linemen as dominant as they are unless you really watch the tape because – it, 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 you, ha- you all have to be in sync. One dominant player can stop a great defensive line. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, yep. so I, I think a, a lot of these offensive line, these great offensive linemen, are lost. You, you really don't get the chance to notice them in college football because you're so worried about trying to find the, the next big pass rusher like Chase Young or somebody like that or the, the big-time quarterback or the big-time wide receiver. Nobody really notices the most important position, I think, in college football that really stands out is the offensive lineman. So I, I, I think it's a hard position. I don't think people understand it the most. Um, as you guys know, we are talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wigginton. Now, Kev, I, I, I know you do some after the, off-the-field activities. What stands out to you? What is that activity that really helps your game and, and gives you some enjoyment when you're off the field? Um, well, I'll start with this to help my game. Uh, you know, I, I use a lot of time. I stretch a lot. That's been my, you know, in during this quarantine time, you know, developing to become more flexible, which helps me on the field. But, um, outside of that, to just have fun, you know, I love to play basketball. Um, you know, I'm a big UFC guy watching the fights, but, uh, yeah, it's really, I spent a lot of time watching film. So, you know, I'll, I'll just be sitting in my room watching game film, with Makai Becton, Andrew Thomas, you know, Jedrick Wills, all these guys, um, Quentin Nelson, he's actually from right around here. So, you know, I've been watching a lot of him, too. Hold on one second. Did you just say you're a UFC fan? Yeah, big time. Oh, yeah. Listen, man, I am Mr. UFC guy. I, I've done oh, shows. Okay. I've, I, I know a lot of fighters. I, I used to be a fighter. Okay, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm going to help you out here. And, and please do not give me a name that I don't want to hear. Who is your fav- <laughs> who's your favorite MMA fighter right now in the UFC? <laughs> Um, favorite one. Uh, I'll go with the new guy, Shamaya. Okay. I like him a lot right now. Okay. But, I, was, um, I was about to say, if you said Conor McGregor, I, I, I would, I would really be upset at you, man. That, that's one of the casuals type answer. <laughs> I like it. I like this kid. I like it. He knows his UFC. I like that. <laughs> I mean, cause I like, I like Israel too. Um, Adesanya. Oh, actually, Adesanya. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, the, I didn't like his last fight, man. I didn't like Neither his last time. No. Yeah, but, um, you know, the first card I watched, I think, was 230. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like his breakout card at the MSG. Yep. Um, so I've kind of gotten to see him grow in the UFC. But, uh, no, this is – I'd say I've been watching it for about two years now, and I've, you know, I've pretty much never missed a card. I was at UFC 230. I worked the press over there. Really? So, yeah. So I, I, I know a lot of these fighters. I, I, I grew in the sport years and years ago when the sport really started to blow up. So – uh, I know a lot. I know Frankie Edgar. He's a good friend of mine. I, I've, I grew I grew in with Kenny Florian when he was part of the Next Ultimate Fighter. 
Uh, I, I know a lot of Clay, Clay Guida. So I, I love MMA, too, and I, I think it's a great sport. It's a growing sport. I think it's it's kind of taken a step down from some of the talent. I think the talent's been a little little bit more worn and drawn. I, I think the UFC needs to find that next superstar, uh, a.k.a. not Conor McGregor <laughs> or uh, John Jones. I want to see somebody else. I, that's what I want to say. Kevin, FYI, Conor McGregor is his number one most hated athlete. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Why? Who is that? Jamal Adams. Oh, now Jamal Adams. Yes, I, I don't McGregor. like Jamal Adams. <laughs> okay. After, after, listen, let me ask you this question, Kev, before we get into uh, some of the crazy questions we're going to ask you. You ready? I am a Jet fan. Okay, I'm an honest Jet fan, and and I care about my team, and I know my team stinks. Okay, they're terrible, they're horrendous. I think the best part of them is their offensive line. It really is. So, when you hear a story that Jamal Adams gets traded to the uh, to the Seattle Seahawks for two first round draft picks, a third, and Bradley McDougal, okay, and then you go on national social medias like Twitter and state that. He he loved being a Jet. That he 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 didn't want to leave being with the Jets, and I didn't want to do this, and I didn't want to do that, and I'm so sad. And I I really respect the fans for bringing me in as one of theirs. Okay, and then all of a sudden, a tweet came out uh, two days later after that tweet saying goodbye to the New York Jet fans, saying when he heard his name uh, in the trade conversation, and then he heard he got traded to the Seahawks, he cried in happiness. Now, as a fan. Would you take a person seriously when he's saying goodbye to the Jet fan and telling everybody that he didn't want to leave the Jets when he was trying to push himself out to the Dallas Cowboys for years, <laughs> and then all of a sudden comes out and says that he cried in happiness? Would you would you be happy with a player like that? Um. Well, you know, my thing is, you know, um, you know, I was kind of confused why they got rid of him. Mm. Um, you know, I know they were having some problems with the contract, which is crazy to me because if, if, you, if you're not going to pay him, who are you going to pay? Um, you know, it doesn't get much better than him. You would pay his safety $95 million? I would. <laughs> I wouldn't. Not, not at that position. I, I think he's worth... I, first of all, I think he should have went out with his con- – I think he should have lived out his rookie contract. I understand players – you know, he could be hurt tomorrow and his career could be – I understand that. But play out your rookie contract just like Landon Collins do, did and, and get that big contract. If you think that you're worth more than Landon Collins, $86 million, which you are better than Landon Collins, and you wait and you get your contract. Don't push yourself out of there and then come out – then you're hearing stories that Seattle might not offer him the contract until he becomes his rookie contract's over. So why didn't you stay a Jet if you wanted to be a Jet? To me, he wanted out of the New York Jets organization because he never wanted to be there. And and to say that to the Jet fans, uh, saying that you took him, you took us in, you know, you took me in, you took my family in, dude, you didn't want to be here. So and, and then you come out and you say that stuff and you say you cried in tears of happiness. Get out of here, all right? I, I'm not I'm not very happy with Jamal Adams. Okay, Conor McGregor could kiss my ass too, but <laughs> I, I mean, and and Tom Brady, you know, I'm not a big fan of his either. So if, if you're protecting him in the future, if he's still in the league, what quite possibly could be at the age of 50, if that happens, man, I'm not gonna like you either. I'm sorry. I love you now. Let's just hope you don't go to the Buccaneers or wherever he's playing in the future. Okay, I hope not, Kev. I hope I'll not. Say, you guys got a lot in a in response for Jamal Adams. You know, two first round picks. Um, and a third. So, I mean, I think it sets you up for the future, but the only downside is the C- it's the Seahawks' first-round pick, so that's going to be late 20s. But You know you, you know this. It doesn't matter where you draft in the NFL draft. You could draft in the third round. If you've got two first-round draft picks, 
uh, you have a lot. I mean, that's that's something that you can rebuild your team with two first-round draft picks. You can absolutely do that. If you get the two top players, one falls to you. In, look, look C.D. Lamb. Look where he fell. <laughs> C.D. Lamb fell to the Cowboys at number 17. Who would have thought that? Would you have thought that? Um. No, I, didn't. I thought he was going to be a top 10 guy. I thought the Jets might have took him, but... Oh, there he goes. He's throwing the Jets under the bus again. There he goes. There it is. I mean, Would hold you on. be mad if they had uh, C.D. Lamb? Kevin, who do you root for? Let, let's hear this. The Giants. The Giants? Good, good, good. Oh, Kevin, man. Yes. Kevin, what do I got to do with you, man? What is up with these Giant fans? Thank you. Oh, my God. Ever, all you recruits are Giant fans. You guys are starting to really sicken me. They're, they're smart people. What smart people? Well, where are the Giants going, buddy? Where are the Giants going? They're not good right now. Uh, they're not good right now. They're not going to be good. That doesn't, that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean he's not allowed to be a fan. Well, no, I'm, I'm just messing would you, with him. Would, would you, would you uh, criticize him more if he was a bandwagon fan? No, I actually like that you're, you're honest and you say you're a Giant fan. And you're not bandwagon saying you're a Buccaneers fan. And you're like, Buccaneers fan? How are you a Buccaneers fan? Well, you're from Oklahoma. You're a bucking. Oh, well, I like Tom Brady and Gronk. All right, you're a front runner. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. You should hear some of these recruits. I mean, I love them, uh, but some of, the, some of the craziness that comes out of their mouth. But I, you know what? Everybody has a unique personality. Kev, I can see your personality. You're pretty laid back, you know, that type of guy. I wonder if you're the funny guy in the locker room. Are you the funny guy? Are you the, the trickster in the locker room? You look like the quiet type. So you, you look like the type of person that would do that. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, my team, we had a lot of funny dudes on my team. So I'd say everyone's a little, little bit of a clown, a little trickster in the locker room. But, uh, no, um, yeah, I guess maybe so. Yeah. You have any crazy stories? No, I do not. <laughs> I will not. I plead the fifth, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, He's pleading the fifth. Anyway, so we do this with all the athletes, all the recruit, the recruits that we have on the show. We asked some silly questions, and I'm sure Jillian told you we're going to ask you some silly questions, and we want you to be honest, okay? So be very, very honest with the answer and have a little fun with it. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. First question. Boxers or briefs and why? <laughs> yeah, I'm a briefs guy. Mm. Uh, kind of just always been a briefs guy, and then just, um, you know, I did have a little stint wearing boxers, but... Just, just the way you know, being a lineman, you know, I kind of yeah, you don't like them to hang. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it. exactly. I, got it. I understand. You know, sweaty. You know, it sticks. You know, I understand. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, we gotta, we gotta bring this kid out, personality out a little bit, Speedy. Maybe if we start beating you up on, and he gets to watch it, what, what do you think he'd think about that on live radio? <laughs> Come on, Kevin. You don't want to see that. Yeah, I think Kevin would like to see that. How about if I threw a couple of darts at him, Kev? Would you think that was funny? That'd be pretty funny. I think it would be pretty funny, too. What do you think, Speedy? I'm the victim, so clearly not. <laughs> now, if it was the other way around, uh, maybe. I'm the victim. Like, somebody's going to kill this kid. I mean, seriously. I mean, if Kevin was over here, 6'5", 290 pounds, uh, he doesn't have to do much to you. He'll just squeeze you like a bug. Okay. I, I could assume that. Well, that's what he does to all defensive linemen. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, Kevin, second question. What is your favorite snack to eat before games and why? Um, I would say, uh, fig bars. Uh, oh my God, man. We have a lot in common. Cause guess what? I just bought yesterday. I bought fig bars. I love fig bars. Fig Newtons. My favorite. Yeah. No, I like the blueberry ones. You like the blueberry ones. I like the regular ones. I'm, I'm kind of plain, man. I'm plain. I could do all of them, but you know, you know, I, uh, 
before this year, I've spent these past two years at a boarding school, and that's kind of that would be my breakfast pretty much every day. Really, man? How many did you eat? I eat two two every morning. Two. Oh, two, oh, two fig bars? Oh, dude, I, I eat sleeves, man. I eat sleeves, man. I'm a big guy, man. I'm a sleeve guy. You know, I I buy the I buy the cookies, and then I open up. I, I, I eat the whole sleeve, man. I'll eat the whole sleeve. You know, if it was a breakfast, I'd swallow those 12 down, man. Speedy, what do you think, man? That's how I got my big muscles, right, Speedy? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, you know. The power of fig newtons. Well, you know, I... You know what? We might have to. We didn't. Have I ever done this with an offensive lineman yet? You know, promise them something if they do something. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think I have done that with an offensive. Yeah, lineman. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. No, I have. I don't. I don't think so. No, I haven't. So this is what we're gonna do, Bud. Um, the season is to begin, and you're gonna play this year, right? Yes, sir. Starting next weekend. All right. So this is what we're gonna do, buddy. If you can keep the, you play eight games this season. If you can keep, if you can keep teams, your whole offensive offensive line has to do this. If you can keep teams to five sacks, uh, that's a little too low. I would say five sacks. Eight games, five sacks, Speedy. Mm, I think it's a little too low. Too low? Let's yeah. say seven sacks. Okay. All right. If you can keep the team for the re- for eight games to seven sacks, that's less than a sack a game. I will send you. Five, a five pack of six sleeve fig newtons. So you're gonna have yourself a nice bunch of fig newtons for probably a week because you're a big guy. But nevertheless, I will send you five packs of six sleeve fig newton cookies if you do that. What do you think about that? Is that a deal? I like it. I'll, I'll just say this though. You know, my school is kind of known as a O line factory. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually never, I've never let up a sack in high school. No. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my claim to fame, but uh, (laughs) yeah. So yeah, I'll hold up my end of that deal for sure. All right. So you, if if you're, you got to tell your your whole. You know what? We got to help out with the line too. We have to give something to the line, right? Oh. So Uh how about this? I will get ten packs of six sleeve fig newtons and send it out to you. My producer or my uh, social media manager will get your information. If you can keep them under seven sacks, I will send you 10 packs. And that's six sleeves in the pack of fig newton cookies. What do you think about that? I love it. All right. Uh, So you better tell your team. I'm a man of my word, man. So I've kept to every single deal that I have with all your recruits and I'm going to stick by it. So you do that this season. I'm sending you, you're going to get, I'm telling you, it's going to be shipped to your dorm, and you're going to be like, holy crap, I've got myself a nice stash of Fig Newtons that I can shave, share with the offensive line. I'm sure they're going to love you for if that. If that does happen, maybe it'll be the Fig Newton 5 or something like that. Uh, that's a good idea, Speedy. Not a, not a bad idea. Anyways, uh, third question, my friend. Um, blondes or brunettes, and why? <laughs> ah, you like that. He's giggling. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Brunettes, I'd say. Brunettes, why is that? Brunettes with light eyes or dark eyes? Dark. All right, all right, all right. I, I, I like that. I like that because everybody says when they, the brunettes, they like the light eyes. And the blonde hair, they like the dark eyes. So that's that's interesting. That's, that's really interesting. I like it. I like it. So we're going to try something new here with you, okay? Oh. Um, Speedy, my producer, is going to play. 
three tracks, instrumental tracks. And Speedy, you're going to find me. What kind of music do you like, my friend? I uh, love rap music. All right. So, Speedy, I want you to find some mediocre middle age hip hop music. Middle age? Yeah, middle, like 90s, 2000 era, middle age. All right. Hip hop music. 80s music was young hip hop music. Late 70s, early 80s is young hip hop music. Middle age is end of the 90s, 2000. Okay. I want you to find me three instrumental tracks. We're going to play them one by one. We're going to give you 10 seconds, and you got to name. You're going to tell me what the name of that track is, all three of them. Let's see if you can get three out of three. Are you ready? You ready, Kev? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. Speedy, are you ready? The blind stares of a million. Come on, Speedy. What are you doing, man? You're a producer. That... Come on. Hold on. Ten seconds. All right, Speedy. All right, what do we got? Uh, you got to play it again for me. All right, hold on. Speedy, play it. Keep playing. Just got to name the artist. Just name the artist. Hold on, hold on. Speedy. All right, what do you got? Tupac. You are absolutely right. He's got one, Speedy. Wow. All right. All right. So what do we got now, Speedy? All righty. Speedy, don't give him some easy ones. I mean, everybody knows these easy ones. One, two, three, four, five, six, Hold seven, on. Ten eight, seconds. Oh, I could rap to this. Come on. Speedy Petey is a little boy. Speedy Booty Beat. Well, Speedy Beatty has no friends. I don't know. I, I tried. I tried there. I tried. All right. What do you got? Is that Smalls? That is Biggie Smalls. He's two for two, Speedy. Give me that, something good. That's on 2K. That's right. Oh, uh-huh. well, look at them. That's how he knows. <laughs> that's why he knows it. All right. All right. Here's another You're one. You're two for two, man. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm All impressed. right. Last one. This is going to be hard. He's not getting this one. Just gotta name the two artists. All right, Steve. What do you got? I can tell it's Snoop Dogg. Okay, Snoop Dogg and who? Uh, he said these are from like the late. You got it, Snoop Dogg and who? Yeah, well, it, Dre? Could it be that's Dre? right. Wow, <laughs> three for three. Holy crap, man. There you we good. go. I like this. I thought I was going to go 0 for 3. I'm uh, very surprised no, myself. you went three for three. That's pretty good, man. Well, Speedy Speedy doesn't know how to pick real music. If I was doing it, and I was yeah, I was sure the hip hop expert. I know that. I would have <laughs> threw you off on it. But I, I, I got to give you credit, man. I mean, you're a young kid. You're, what, 18 years old? 18, yeah. 18 years old, and you you were three for three. I mean, some some of you young guys don't know who Biggie Smalls is or have listened to, like, Hypnotize and Juicy, but never heard Ten Crack Commandments. And, and Tupac Shakur, I mean, Tupac was a legend, but a lot of people, I mean, besides All Eyes on Me and maybe some of their changes in some of the popular songs, people didn't know who Tupac you – know, some of these young kids don't know who Tupac is either. So I give you credit, man. Uh, Kev, you're, you're you're impressive to me, man. I'm going to follow you this year, man. And I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, bud. 
We're going to get you on this season. We're going to get you before the season's ever over. I'm going to tell Jillian we're going to get you on, and we're going to talk about Michigan State football. And I want to know what your, th- your thoughts are with your offensive line, where you're at with the sacks. Hopefully you keep it under seven sacks so I can send you the Newtons. And um, I want to know how, fun you, how much fun you're having in your first year of college. Yes, sir. Yeah, for sure. Tell the fans how they can find you on social media. Uh, let's see. You got Kevin Wigginton on Instagram and then uh, Kevin Wigginton 71 on Twitter. And uh, Wigginton's W-I-G-E-N-T-O-N. Kev, are you following us on social media? I don't believe so. Oh, Kev, come on, man. God, you better go on Twitter right now. WWSRN underscore radio, man. And Instagram, WWSRN underscore radio. We're all... WWSRN underscore radio. If you want to follow me, man, I know I'm I'm the hippest, okay? I'm, I'm getting popular on, you know, I don't post enough on Twitter, but when I do, I mean, at least I get, I, I get some likes. I get about 17, 18 likes. Is that enough, Speedy, for you? Sure. Oh, that's good. For one I tweet, mean, it's good, yeah. yeah. That's a good tweet. That's a good tweet. What's your well, WWSRN underscore radio is the, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I got it. And mine, if you want to follow me, it's at Errol, E-R-R-O-L, Marks, M-A-R-K-S, 34. So uh, that would be me. And you, you could see my ugly noggin in a Jets jersey. Um, you know, it, it's, it's something that you can absolutely wish that your team was as bad as mine. Okay, so. At least you guys have the UFC mutual interest. We do. And I, I like his picks. The fact that he didn't pick Conor McGregor, I, I'm liking him already. I mean, uh, he's a smart guy. He, he doesn't want to throw himself under the bus because if he did mention Conor McGregor, I, I probably would have uh, had to attack him. There was one that did a while ago. I forget who it was mentioning Conor McGregor. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him. I know exactly who it was. Oh, I got his did? name okay. smacked into my head with the Conor McGregor stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, you know why, Kev? Before I let you go, you know why I don't like Connor because I did. I, I have an MMA show which I, I put a hold on it. I was doing an MMA show on this network for about five years, and uh, a couple of years ago, Connor McGregor's team heard what I was saying about him uh, with the Nate Diaz fight, uh, second fight, and there was an all-out world war on social media between me and them, and. Uh, oh. The English told me – I mean, not the English. Well, the English did Irish. too. No, the English did too. Oh, but the, did the Irish told me that if I ever step foot on their land, they will bury me and nobody will find me. That's what they told me. And, I, and they, were, they were putting my face on dartboards in all different pubs in Ireland. So I was a pretty popular person for a whole year over there in Ireland. So that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, bad news yep. is good news. What do you think about that? You gotta you gotta praise uh, McGregor though. He's kind of taken this sport to a whole other level. Uh, mm. You know where it was before he kind of came around. But right, uh, he, he brought the sport to prima donnas. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Connor, for making this a WWE session, not a UFC session. So, I, I, yes, he brought the sport to more money. I can say that you're right about that. But sure. all all in all, I I I don't like his antics. That's just me. I I, I you're a fighter, be a fighter. Uh, you you want to do your own antics? Do it on your own platform. Don't do it on, you know. Don't do it and take shots and throw thing. You know, throw people's fathers under the bus and their families and the daughters, their sons. I, I don't like that. I think that's that's uncalled for. So, but but it's fighting, you know. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not soccer. So. Well, I know, man. I was a fighter, man. I know all about it. I was a boxer. I was an MMA fighter. I did all the fighting, man. I I know all about it. I and I was one of those people that I I wouldn't do it in in front of a, a microphone, but I would do it in the ring. 
I love to talk crap in the ring. I was one of those guys. You, you, you would, I would, you know, I would try to set you up by getting you angry. So that's what I would do. Yeah. So. Who's your pick this weekend? Uh, which, what, which fight? The main and the co-main. Um, let me go, let me go to it. Cause I, I, you don't know who it is? No, man. I, it's not this weekend. What, this is the pay-per-view? Yeah. The 253, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know what? I didn't like what Israel did last, uh, last fight. I really don't. And as good as Israel has looked, uh, Costa is, is a good fighter too. He, he's a, he hits heavy. He's a hard hitter. A little bit smaller. If Israel can keep him on the outside and don't let him get in, Israel wins the fight. If Costa gets inside, and you'll see it early, if Costa can get inside of Israel, he's going to knock Israel out. That's what I think. Um, Dominic Reyes versus uh, uh, Blanchevich. Uh, Blanchevich is a good fighter, good stand-up fighter. Reyes is just on a whole nother level. Reyes is, I believe, uh, the best let, light heavyweight fighter in the game. I, I think John Jones is more now um, a heavyweight. I think he's going to move to heavyweight. I don't think he wants to fight in that division. I don't think he wants to cut weight to 205 anymore when he's a big man, and he likes to walk at 220. So I think Dominic Reyes is the next light heavyweight champion. Besides that fight against John Jones, which in the first two rounds he won, um, I think he's one of the best fighters the UFC has, one of the best young fighters the UFC has. So if you want to know my honest opinion, if uh, if Costas gets into Israel – Gets inside, he wins the fight. But if Israel keeps on the outside, you remember I said this because you're going to come back to me and you're going to say you were right, you were right. Uh, and Dominic Reyes will knock out Blankovich, so he will knock him out. So there you go. I like it. Yeah. Well, don't bet on it, okay? Because I want to get you in trouble. I mean, you're over there in Michigan State. You know, you don't want to bet uh, on no, it. Don't uh, let the NCAA like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you're going to be pointing fingers at me, man. And I don't, I don't want to be attacked by all these these different agents and stuff like that. It's enough that I, I, I get attacked from uh, people from all different parts of the world. I don't need to get attacked from agents. But, uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us, man. You're great. We're going to keep in touch with you. We'd love to get you back on. Uh, you have a great personality, man, and I wish nothing but the best. And remember, seven sacks or less, and you get ten packages of Fig Newtons. Love it. Yeah, love it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, let me know whenever. Yeah, I look forward to it. Absolutely. As you guys know, we were just talking to Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wigginton. When we come back, guys, uh, I, I do have some thoughts of some of these podcasts that are going on all over social media. And Russell Wilson, I watched his podcast on Periscope today. Um, he had Randy Moss on the show. Some interesting takes from Randy Moss's days with Bill Belichick in the uh, New England Patriots. When we come back, we'll get into that more NFL conversation and NHL playoffs here on Below the Mic. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I need a, I want a, I need a girl to ride, ride, ride. I need a girl to be my wife. I need a girl. My, oh, my, I need a girl in my life. Am I good, Speedy? Better than usual. I, I knew the words a little bit. I'm a little bit good. I'm not the singing type. As you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from 10, a, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. at night or morning, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> 
Uh, remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN. Or you could do this, ladies and gentlemen. You can dance around or go to Android and put in Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And there you go. Um, you know, it, it, it's so funny when I sit back and I, I, I listen to so many different stories going on in, in football, college football, and the NFL. And, and Speedy, what do you think I'm going to get into right now? What, what do you think I, I want to talk about right now in the NFL? You already ripped the Jets. So. Well, what, what did I tell you before I went to break what I was going to talk about? You were talking about athletes with podcasts, mm-hmm. specifically Russell Wilson. So I watched a podcast today on Periscope, which is on Twitter. It's all over social media. Russell Wilson has a podcast. I forget what it's called. Uh, you could look it up. He, he did it, in, and today, um, if I could look it up, find it out. Find out what it's called so the fans could actually check it out. It's actually a pretty good podcast. Danger uh, Talk Podcast. Danger Talk Podcast. Absolutely. And who's on it with him? Uh, uh, let's see. There was somebody else right there. Daniel something right there. But anyways, uh, he had Randy Moss. Daniel Mogg is his yeah. name. Um, he had uh, Randy Moss on the show today. And Randy Moss was talking about his career and, and why you know he was the player that he was. And, and he knew at a very young age that he had the ability to be uh, a superstar player, not only in college football, but the NFL. He always wanted to play for Marshall. It was his long, long, long life dream to play for Marshall football. He played with Chad Pennington. Um, and then he talked about him going to the Patriots after his Minnesota time. And he talked about Bill Belichick changing his game to open up the field for him and Tom Brady to link up 50, 50 or more touchdowns in that year, that great year that he had. I think it was 2000. It was 2007. Seven, when 18, he had that unbelievable year, yeah. year of 50, 51 touchdowns. I think Randy Moss had a 12 or 13. No, Randy Moss had 23. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, which is still the, the record by Whatever. far for a receiver. Whatever. So I, I was wrong. 23. And Randy Moss had one of the greatest uh, wide receiving years any wide receiver can absolutely have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said that Bill Belichick changed his game for him, changed his offense for Randy Moss. And, and it, the crazy thing, this, you know, you think about that story is Randy Moss was the offense everywhere he went. I mean, when he was in Minnesota, he was the offense. Every quarterback that he played with, the Culpeppers, all of them, mm-hmm. he was the player to throw to. And he also played with AP. He played with Adrian Peterson. Did he? I don't yeah, think yes, so. Yes, I think he did. I think he was with Oakland then. Uh, no, Adrian I Adrian think... Peterson was the 07 draft. I'm pretty sure he was with Oakland then. He you played sure? with Chris Carter. I don't know who the running back Are was. Are you sure he didn't play with – I think I'm he played sure. with AP. I think... Look it up. I, I'm pretty sure he played with – if he didn't play with AP, it was a year before AP. But nevertheless, he played with a lot of – Chris. I know he played with Chris Carter. And, yeah. and Chris Carter's one another, I believe, Hall of Fame wide receiver. And he was a he was a big target for years when he played for Minnesota. Yeah, he start, he stopped with the Vikings in 04, so Peterson was the 07. Draft. Okay, so there. Uh, I was wrong. But nevertheless, Speedy, who asked you? Okay? You idiot. But um, I, I'm looking at the big picture right now, and you look at Randy Moss and, and, and Bill Bel- that Bill Belichick story. Uh, it's interesting because Bill Belichick never changed anything. Uh, from from the team that he played with. I mean, he had the same quarterback for 20 years, and he played the same game. Uh, the hitch and pitch, what he used to do, use screen passes, bring uh, made 
uh, running backs become wide receivers. That's what he did. Tight ends become wide receivers. He changed the, uh, the whole style of offense and made, opened up the game where it kind of con- contributed to these multiple tight ends on a team now that could play, do multiple things on the field. So Bill Belichick changed that. But it's a, it's a crazy story to hear on Russell Wilson's, uh, Wilson's show that Bill Belichick catered to Randy Moss, not catered to Tom Brady. So that's an interesting story. But all in all, I think the NFL season has been crazy. I mean, two games, two weeks. I mean, not two games, but two weeks of highly profile football. The injuries, uh, the statistics offensively that you're seeing in games, uh, the non-tackling. I mean, this has been horrendous. I mean, how many teams? First of all, the Jets had 34 not I think I think between thirty four and forty four non tackles yep. in the last two games. I believe it, and I saw something else where believe it or not, the Chiefs are the second worst at this so far this season. The Jets had eighty three missed tackles in their first two games combined. The Chiefs, who were the next oh. highest, had four had forty eight. It's crazy. I mean, the Jets can't tackle. I mean, the Chiefs can't tackle. Uh, you're watching some of these teams. Look at the the Denver Broncos. They can't tackle. Uh, a lot of these teams having problems tackling, and I think it has a lot to do with. Preseason, not having a preseason. I know you heard a lot of these coaches, uh, Cowler on on uh, the CBS show with uh, Boomer and You heard what he said that he it hasn't lost a beat. Yes, it has. You're losing players by the nug. You're losing players by the pitch of a game. You know, you're watching teams. You, most of these teams might have backup players playing in the playoffs. Right. So. Th- that is the scary part right now. Some of your big money players are tearing their ACLs. That'll be out for practically a whole season this year and half a season next year. I mean, that's the scary part here. Nick Bosa might never be the same player again. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley might never be the same player again. Christian McCaffrey, who hurt his ankle, might not be the same player again. Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a high ankle sprain, which I think will be fine, yeah. might not be the same player again. Well, but he, anything yeah, could happen. He already had a torn ACL, too. So. Yeah, so... I mean, all these things that you're seeing right now going on in the NFL, anybody that thinks that preseason is bad for the players and the players think that preseason is bad for the players, you're obviously not watching what's going on in the NFL game. You're really not. Mm -hmm. And especially in this kind of year, you would have liked to see other players break out too. Because we kind of knew there would be some rust anyway, but this is a lot of rust. And the preseason. Do you have a lot of rust? Do I have a lot of rust? Yes, do you, no, I'm not a piece of metal. Well, you are a piece of metal. You're a piece of you-know-what, but I'm not going to say it on live radio because I don't want to scare anybody. But sure, you, are. you are. You are. How's mom doing, by the way? She is fine. She's fine? Is she coming over? She is not coming over. Are you sure? I am very she, much sure. I know she's a big sports she's fan. She's not driving two hours out of her way. But, she, you know, I know she likes sports. She does. So why, why couldn't she join us as a co-host? If she's here, I'll let her know, but she's not here. You think your mom can outsmart you when it comes to sports? No. No, not at all. Yeah. So if we have maybe like, maybe like hockey history stuff, but beyond really, that, she knows a she's, little bit more. She's good with hockey. Really, yeah. she mm-hmm. knows that much hockey. Yeah. Huh? You think I can uh, blow her out of the water? Yeah, you could. Uh, you're you're probably at the uh, at that kind of level with that because uh, I know more hockey in the '90s and the the '80s and the 2000s. Yeah. I kind of took a hold on it for what happened with my knee, but that's the whole yeah, other I, story. She knows a lot of the 70s and 80s hockey, and again, once she started having the children, she kind of and stopped she's an Islander fan, that. right? She's a Ranger fan. Oh, I feel bad for her. <laughs> I feel bad for her. What are you laughing at? What are you giggling at over there? We're not doing this again. And we are doing this again. This is, this is absolutely true. But yeah, speaking of hockey, uh, I do want to get into the NHL playoffs. Uh, Dallas right now is getting torched by Tampa. Yep. They, they really are. 
Dallas had the first game. They won, they won four to one, and then all of a sudden, Tampa wins three to two in the second game, and they completely torched them tonight. They oh, yeah. completely torched them. And again, if you want to judge periods, the Lightning probably outscored the, the Stars outside of the third period of Game Two. They probably, I, I think they've outscored them like nine to one. Or something Wouldn't it like be that. ironic if Dallas? I mean, I'm sorry, not Dallas. If Tampa wins now that Stevie Eisenman went all the way to Detroit after like a year, I mean, Stevie Eisenman built this whole team. He built the whole team. And he goes over to Detroit, and he's not going to win a ring. All those years that he was the GM, I think it was like seven or eight, the GM for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He built the whole team, drafted Kumarov and and all the different players, Stamkos. He drafted all of them, the goaltender, all of them. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to win a ring. He's not going to get a ring if they win a Stanley Cup. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That really, unless Tampa decides to send him a ring, even though he's not part of the organization. Well, yeah, but it would be official. It'd just be like, all right, you did this for us. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be engraved on the Stanley Cup. I don't Cup know if like he would want just... it. I don't know if he would want it. I mean, seriously. I'm sure he would, but I'm just saying. Really? Like, Why would he want it? Isn't he built not the team? The G- but he's not the GM of the team anymore. Okay, but I don't think he's going to really care. Would knows... you uh, Would you accept uh, Stevie Eisman's uh, game worn dirty underwear? God, would Would you? Honestly. Oh my god. I mean, if he autographed it and he gave it to you in a frame and he said this is <laughs> if it's if it's that dirty, the autograph wouldn't show up very yes, well. Yes, it would. It's dry. It was dry. He signed the autographed game worn non-washed boxer shorts and he was going to give it to you signed in Hopefully. a frame. Would Hopefully you take there's it? some sites that have Would the, you take it? Well, I, I'm answering that. Hopefully there's some sites that sell quirky sports apparel in that case. So I can, <laughs> I could, sell, I could sell it to them. Why would you sell that? That's going to be worth a lot of money when TVI goes. That's why I would sell it. No, you wouldn't sell it. You keep it for as long as you can. You know, you can keep it. And then you could say, you know, Stevie Eisenman wore those boxer shorts. I, you know, I smelt those boxer shorts before they went into that frame. Just tell people that. So, you, you know, people would say, wow, Speedy smelt his crotch. What do oh. you think? That wouldn't <laughs> no. I would not say that, first of all. Why not? Really? Yes. I think it's We're going great. over this on air. Yes. <laughs> what, you don't like that? Come on, Speedy. I mean, seriously, Stevie Eisenman's dirty old worn underwear signed by him in a frame. You can't just go through conventional souvenirs. I think it's a good answer, and I think you should say yes. Right, I would, would take them. Would you want? I would, would you want it? Okay. Absolutely. I'd be framing it into the studio right now. Right. I'd be looking at it and cherishing it. Wow, he wore those. And he, he wore his jockstrap on that stuff. You know, I mean, his sweats on those underwear, and he signed it. So you know, it's gonna be worth something. So yes, I would love it. I would cherish it for the day I die, till the day I die. Right, How do you like that, Speedy? You're not even a Red Wings fan. No, I'm not. I, I, it's not about being a fan. It's about being Stevie Eisenman's, uh, you know, having his underwear. You know, his dirty underwear. Dirty right. underwear. Would you wear it? Would I wear it? Yeah, would you wear it? That diminishes the value. Why would I wear it? Why? If I, if it's I had it's it. already gross. It's already, like, worn and sweaty. Why is it diminished so the why value? Would the, why, if, if I wore it, that would... That would, that would wear it out more. No, that, I think it would be good for you. I think you'd really enjoy looking at it and smelling it. And so what's the point of having it? What's the point of having what? Stevie Eisenman autographed it. He wore it. It might not be after I wear it out. All right. All right. I, you know, I'm trying to help you here. This is a good question. We're trying to move forward here. Um, How are you going to help me in what way? I'm just trying to help you here. You're, you're a little lost today. Anyways, I want to get into some MLB conversation. Um... What do you think about the Yankees? Uh, now they're absolutely going to make the playoffs. Yep. Uh, they, I think they, uh, I think it was what two, three games ago yep. that they claimed. What what spot are they in right now? They're Six? right now five, five, five. They're right now five. They would, <laughs> funny enough, they would play the Twins in the first round again. Yeah, I and mean, that would be a pretty quick uh, series. <laughs> 
It's going to be a pretty quick. That's why it's better to try to find a way to win the division. So and that the Yankees, happen. the Yankees are healthy right now. Mm-hmm. They're really healthy. I think they've won twelve out of the last fourteen or fifteen games. They're they're playing good baseball right now, and it, it's crazy because it's only like six seven games left of the season, and you're going into the playoffs, and you're one of the hottest teams in baseball. And that's the way you want to be when you're going into the playoffs. You want to be hot, especially if you do end up playing the Twins. Well, whoever you play, I mean. The Yankees got to go through four rounds to win a World Series now. I mean, mm-hmm. actually, five rounds to win a World Series. Four rounds to get to the World Series. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, and again, they could surpass the Twins and get to the four seed. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. They're going to probably be safe for the five seed just because the AL West, whoever comes out as the six, is not going to be as good as the Yankees. And the Blue Jays have kind of fallen off a little bit, came back down to earth. I know they beat the Yankees the first game of the series, but they came, came back down to earth. They might hold the spot. But it's not going to be Blue the Jays same are making the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs. no, I think the I think the American League in terms of the teams making it is set pretty much now because yeah. the Mariners fell off and uh, the Tigers had that last ditch effort, but they couldn't catch up either. So the teams are set. It's just a matter of the seeding. But again, it might be the Yankees and Twins anyway. But if the Twins win the division, then they could end up playing the White Sox too. So. Houston might not make the playoffs. Yeah, you have to have to hope the Mariners come back. Then <laughs> that's that's the other only other team that has a shot. Well, right now they look like they could, and Kansas City's not too far from them either. Kansas City can come back and win too. Kansas City. So- yeah, the problem is they're not in the AL West though. They're, the AL West is the easiest path because the Astros has a second seed in the AL West right. is not good. So right. it, it's going to be a lot harder, to, and especially for the Royals, they got to climb the nor- the. American League Central. The Angels <laughs> are right behind, too. The Angels can catch up. They're, they're 26, though. They have 26 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've played better. They've, they've had to play, play better. They're only two ge- They're a game and a half behind them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're two and a half, two and a half games. Three and a half games. Or but, three and a half games. Yes. All right. So, yeah, it's doable. Again, it, it is still, will still be hard with about probably nine, eight games left for most teams. And again, they got the Dodgers they have to play next. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, gotta, you better hope the Dodgers uh, clinch the number one spot right away. They already clinched the division now. but You know, <laughs> if I had a Dodger, who, who would you – if you were to pick a, the weakest player to take a swing at your head – who would you pick? You have to pick one. If I were to pick, pick one Dodger, so, swing at your head. So I would probably pick a pitcher because they wouldn't be as. No, good you got to pick a player. That's oh, I have to, I have to yes. pick a hitter. Okay. Yes, to hit your head. Um, think, think. I'll go with the backup catcher, uh, Austin Barnes. Why? Why? He's got some power. So why would you? Yeah, like but him he's to take a swing. He's not a. So you're telling me he'll miss? He'll he'll miss your head? No, week? he's more of. But when he's good, he's more like of an opposite field type player. So so what does that I don't, have anything to do with your head? Because uh-huh. I think the forcefulness, the forcefulness, <laughs> bat speed, velocity, however you want to judge it, won't be as you hear that, hard ladies and gentlemen, in comparison the to the loaded lineup and depth that they have. What were the three else? words that I wanted to call a segment before we came into the show? I am not saying those. Come words. on, say it. Nope. Say it. It's funny. No, nope. it's funny. Come on, they're not bad words. Tell the fans. Come on. Awkward, gross, disturbing. That's. <laughs> I'm calling a segment. On our show, awkward, gross, and disturbing. I'm going to call a segment starting next week. I'm going to get a drop, and I'm going to give you awkward, gross, and disturbing things that are going on not only in sports but in the world. And (laughs) I'm going to ask Speedy for his opinion. So, guys, you're going to love it, and you're going to love his – if you guys watch our Snapchat, it's it's very funny. It's it's really, really funny. So I I think you guys will really enjoy – some of his uh, remarks and his attacks from what I ask him. So it won't be that gross, but it'll be something entertaining. That's for sure. What do you think, Speedy? You guys are going to enjoy it. <laughs> I always enjoy it, Speedy. I know. I always enjoy it. I like. I love. I love messing with you. You. You are the easiest. Thank person. you. I'm aware of yes. that. What about Donald Trump? Would you? Uh... Oh my God! We're not doing this again. <laughs> what do you think? Gold. 
Gold for underwear? Would you? Would you? God. Would you buy it from him? His Why gold would I under- buy it from him? His gold underwear. He doesn't need any more money. No, but you can. You know, gold is at its highest point right now. So what do you think? Would I'm you- not the one that has it. <laughs> you buy it from him. That means I would be buying it. Meaning no, it would I would be, be cheaper. paying him. No, he would probably give it to you for cheaper because it's Donald Trump. He's got all I that money. I don't care. All right, I speak. don't want to lose money to somebody who doesn't need money. You're an idiot. You know that. You are going to gain money if you have the golden ticket. You know. Anyways, uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lara here on Below the Mic. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. As you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, ladies and gentlemen, which is Apple, WWSRN, and go to Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So there you go, Speedy. We are talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lara. What's going on, Adrian? Never much. How are you feeling, man? How are you and your family feeling with this pandemic? Um, you know, it's it's crazy, but we're good. We've just been doing all the right things, trying to uh, social distance, all that good stuff. Mm. Well, you know what? I, I've I've watched a lot of football over the years, and the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. I believe that. What is it like uh, going out there and playing the position and really being the leader on the field? You know, it's a really good feeling, especially because when um, you have a, like you get a good win over a team and it's like a blowout win or a close game win. Everybody looks to you and they're like, congratulations. But obviously the people up front with the linemen, the defense, all those guys got it done. And I just, uh, they made my job a lot easier, so. So you're entering now the Washington State, who just got a new coach in Nick Rolovich. Uh, Mike Leach was there for a while. He was just hired by Mississippi State. Uh, now, what, do you, what were your impressions of Rolovich, a former quarterback, a former quarterback coach, when you got to meet him? Yeah, he's uh, really welcoming. Like, when I first talked to him, he was act, acting as if I was, like, already part of the team. So uh, he's really confident, and I like that about him. As you guys know, we are talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lara. You know, if I'm not mistaken, there is a player that I do a radio show with that actually played for Washington State. Mm-hmm. And his name is Eric Coleman. Do you know who Eric Coleman is? No, I don't know who that uh, is. He was a strong safety that played for the New York Jets for four years. And then he went to Atlanta. He was starting uh, safety with the Atlanta Falcons and then went to the Lions at the end of his career. We do a radio show here in Long Island on 103.9 FM. And he, he actually went to Washington State University, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Was it Washington yep. State? So it's interesting. I'm going to actually tell Eric that we're interviewing you today because uh, Eric uh, loves his Washington State team. He, he, he preaches all the time about the, the school. He swears upon the school and the football program. They have a great basketball program too. So what is it like? Uh, what was it like being recruited by so many different teams and choosing a Division One school like Washington State? You know, um, I've built a lot of good relationships with a bunch of coaches, and I'm 
I'm proud to like be a, a Cougar, you know. Um, I'm excited for the transition into college from high school and into a program like Washington State and the Pac-12 is where I want to be passing the ball all I want. So uh, I couldn't be more happier. So speaking of the Pac-12, they're always known in college football as the conference with a lot of parity. There's no obvious powerhouses like you see with Oklahoma and Alabama and teams like that in other conferences. It used to be that way with USC and Oregon, but not as much anymore. It seems to be switching off. Is that one of the big reasons that you were excited to play in the Pac-12 with Washington State? No, not really. It was just a plus for me. Uh, the coaches there, I just built a really good connection with, and they, I feel like they can make me a better person and a better player. So. As you guys know, we are talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lauer. Now, Adrian, have you ever done an interview before? Is this your first interview? Like on? On a radio show. On a radio show. This is is your first time. So I could tell with the short answer. So we're going to try to get you out of your your, your shell. Because, you know, a lot of people think that when you're getting interviewed, when it comes to sports radio, you got to ask serious questions. And sometimes a lot of of, – I've always known this. When somebody – when I was getting interviewed at a young age because I was a top prospect – uh, I always like the people that kind of like bring me out, bring my personality out and, and actually let people get to know who I am. So my question for you is you listen to a lot of music, right? I know you like music. Yeah. Right. What type of music do you like to listen to? Um, I like R&B, mm. like uh, music by J. Cole, Drake. Okay, so you're a J. Cole, Drake fan. I actually know J. Cole personally, by the way. And my friend is uh, – uh, his DJ travels around the country with Drake in, in the weekend. So uh, my question for you is, um, you like R&B, right? So what R&B artist really stands out to you? What really brings you out? Do you listen to R&B before games? Do you, do you like to sit down? A lot of people like to listen to heavy metal, like getting jumpy. But I actually, when I work out or I'm getting ready for a game, I like to listen to soft music. I like that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the dramatic love, you know. I don't know what it does. It calms me down. I, I, and it just, everybody says, I, it's so funny because I was working out a couple of weeks ago and, and a cop came into my gym and actually looked at me and he said, what the hell are you listening to? And I, I was listening to like Chicago from the eighties. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, you work out to this garbage. I say, it's soothing. He says, well, you know, I don't know what you're trying to be soothed with. So, I mean, this is, this is boring. You might as well drop the weight on your neck, but nevertheless, do you, what particular artist do you like to listen to? Um, you know, during the games or, I mean, dur- you know, after when you go to court, when you, when you're going to um, practice or something like that, what, what kind of music do you listen to? I'm not going to lie. So, like, before I warm up, I like to listen to Mozart. Okay. Okay. A bit of that. Speedy Just... looks like Mozart. Look at him. <laughs> okay. Look at him. Look at him. I mean, how could you not think that he doesn't look like Mozart? Do you ever see the picture of Mozart? I mean, it's like a painting. You don't know a picture. But if you look at Mozart and you look at him, I mean, they're not too far-fetched. Big beard, you know. Weird hair, I greasy. Big, I don't have the beard that big. A little greasy. Every time he touches things, it, it puts like, you know. Well, why, you know that him. about Mozart? I, I don't know. I don't know him personally. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you know his hands were greasy? I don't know, because Mozart's, you know, maybe his piano was greasy. Maybe. We don't know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You can't man. do it without facts. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah. So Mozart, and then a little bit of Tory Lanez after I uh, warm up, mm. and then just maybe 
just Tory Lanez to like end it off. Really? You go from Mozart to Tory Lanez. Interesting. <laughs> what do you listen to, man? Well, I, I got a lot of Mozart, but uh, also Tory Lanez. Yeah. Tory Lanez is, is my go-to guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, man. So I look at the quarterback position. And by the way, we are talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lara. Uh, Adrian, when you, when you look at the quarterback position, and I know a lot of people probably try to compare you to somebody. There's somebody that – uh, you've watched in the NFL or in college football right now that you can compare and contrast your style of game to. If there is a player that you really can say that you play your style of game to that player, who would it be, and why would you think that? Um, I try to like incorporate Aaron Rodgers' tactics in my game, uh, Russell Wilson, maybe a little Cam Newton in there. Mm-hmm. But a college quarterback, I, like you know, I I know personally and that I, I'm good friends with is uh, Spencer Rattler. Uh, he gave me a bunch of good tips and, uh, like, things to do here and there, and uh, I couldn't be more, like, excited to watch him play and grow. Yeah, well, Spencer's an interesting guy because I, um, I actually watched the Netflix top quarterbacks. I, I saw Justin Fields. They, they did one on Spencer Ratliff. Uh, who plays for Oklahoma. If people don't know who he is, he's starting quarterback for Oklahoma. He's probably going to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, this guy was the number one ranked quarterback in 2018 uh, in the country. This, this is the kid. I mean, there were stories coming out from him and, and uh, you know, before his season was over with some of the things that were going on. But this kid is the real deal. When you try to compare and contrast some of the top quarterbacks in the league, uh, in the NFL right now, you want a prototypical quarterback that can do everything. Spencer Ratliff could do everything. So if you guys don't know him, you can check him out. Go on Netflix. There, there's a show with the quarterback. What is, what's it called? Uh, something one or something. Quarter, QB one or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 something very interesting. Spencer's on it. So is Justin Fields. I didn't really know who Justin Fields was until the season started, until I watched that that do, that documentary. So it's, it's great. It's great to learn about players. So uh, – when you look at yourself as a player, and you mentioned Spencer Radliff, what is your strengths that you would say that really stands out on the field? And what are your weaknesses that really stood out to some of the recruiting uh, recruits and scouts that were looking at you before you chose uh, Washington State? Um, you know, people, like a lot of people think I'm small. Like in the film, every, like all the players around me are like huge, but like I, everyone thinks I'm small. I don't know why. But how tall are you? I'm six two. All right, you're not small. And okay. two oh five, so I don't know how You're Geno Smith. You're Geno Smith. Uh, hopefully you're not as bad as Geno Smith. Uh, <laughs> I, I I listen, I, I pray to God you're nothing like Geno Smith because I you know, he didn't really have such a good NFL career. The one okay. mutual hatred for both the Jets fans and the Giants fans. Yes, uh, I, I don't like Geno Smith. So six two, two oh five that's around Geno Smith. He was six two and about two ten. So let's hope you're way better than Geno. I, I think you are. I mean, I've been reading. I knew how tall you were, by the way. So uh, I just wanted to see if you got you gained a little inch, or you like to boost up your. A lot of players like to say, "Well, I'm six six and then you look at him and say, "Wait a second, you're six three. What are you talking about?" <laughs> no, I gained three inches over the month over the the last couple of months. For I was like, "What? What are you, Shaquille O'Neal?" I mean, seriously, but. Anyways, um, Speedy, go ahead. So you mentioned Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Cam Newton. Is there any particular traits in particular that you see in your game that you're already good at and something you want to grow into your game at the next level at Washington State? Yeah, like something I'm like really good at is just uh, playing off instinct. 
you know, sometimes it can't get the best of me. I make decisions just off uh, what I'm like thinking in the moment, but you know, instinct plays a huge part of my game. Um, you know, a little bit of agility, acceleration, dancing, like, dancing. Do you dance? Touchdown dancing. Oh man! Day. Oh, good, good. So you're a dancer, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what do you do? You do the dab. What What is your good? What is the dance that really stands out to you? What do you What do you like to do? Salsa dance in the end zone. Really? So you do like the worm? What do you What do you like to do? You like to do the dubstep dance dance a thon? What do you like? I like to do the Dougie in the end zone. Oh, like ah, my favorite, man. My favorite. <laughs> ah, so you do the Dougie. I, I like this. Uh, I actually asked a lot of recruits to do that as their first dance. So I, I would love to see your first college touchdown, the Dougie. I mean, I want to see it. And it, it means a lot to me because I don't know what it is, but I know how to do the Dougie. And if we weren't, you know, could you do the Dougie right now? Could we see the Dougie? No, I can't like that. You can't do the Dougie? You don't want to do the Dougie? If we play the song, you know, we teach you how to Dougie, would you Would you just show us a little bit of the Dougie? Come on, man. We can see you back there. Come on, man. This will be fun, man. Come on. Speedy, come on. Find me the Dougie, man. Find me the Dougie. Come on, man. This is going to be fun, man. I like this. Uh, I haven't done this with any of you recruits, so this is something that will stand out. I mean, a recruit doing a Dougie on a national radio show? Come on, man. We're right there. Speedy's going to get the song on. Just one Dougie, man. Just one Dougie for all the fans to see this wonderful top-end recruit from Washington State, the quarterback. You have to have personality, bud. So uh, we have Adrian Lara going to do the Dougie for us. Speedy, you ready? I'm ready. Is he ready? I think he's ready. Just play it, and maybe it'll give him some, give him some uh, feed here. Oh, gosh. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Whoa. Come on, man. Just one Dougie. One Dougie. Come on. Let the fans see your personality, man. This is this is perfect, man. Come on. One, one time. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, Washington State recruit quarterback. Introducing Adrian Lara. Come on, man. Come on. Just one. I don't even know, like. <laughs> don't worry, man, Adrian. I, I got you. I'm trying to help you. All right, Speedy. He doesn't want to do it, man. You know, maybe if you did. You try. You try. Speedy, you don't know how to do the Dougie. I mean, no, this I guy's like a rockhead. This guy's like a rockhead. Nor do I have enough room, probably. This guy's like a rockhead. If I ask him to dance, he's doing these high kicks. He's about to kick you in the head. I mean, he throws more high kicks than a UFC fighter, man. I mean, seriously. It's hilarious. It's all offbeat. It's terrible. Anyways, uh, as you guys know, we are talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lara. Okay, Adrian, we're going to ask you some silly questions. I'm sure Miss Jillian told you that I am a little outlandish and crazy. And I'm going to ask you some silly, a little, I, you know, when you come on my show, I let, I let you realize that we're all, we're all professionals here, but you have to have fun. This, it's no fun asking you a boring question and, and not really getting your personality out of it. Okay. So I'm, I'm the, I'm the quick person. I'll tell you, listen, I want to get your personality. All right. So first question I'm going to ask you, bud, is what would you rather wear boxers or briefs and why? Uh, that's hard. That's tough. You can right, go I'm commando. Gonna... You can go commando. <laughs> but I, honestly, I'd wear boxers. Boxers over briefs. Really? Uh, yeah. Just I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, briefs go like they come up and they get yeah. annoying. Yeah, they keep your keep your uh, 
family jewels into place, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, I guess you you you, don't, you like him to move and juggle around, right? No, 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 no. So like, <laughs> boxer briefs do that. I mean, boxer briefs keep him in a place, man. Yeah, I like boxers. Yeah, well, no, no, you're talking about boxer briefs. You like it to go around your leg, right? Your legs tight around your legs. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Tight. So you like boxer briefs? All right, there you go. All right. Those are boxer briefs. There, there's boxers that you know don't really hold it into place. I mean, I mean, who likes boxers? I mean, there was a couple of them that say they like it, but how how could you like that? It doesn't that feel good. Speedy, you like that? If you wear boxers, you wear boxers, don't you? Sometimes. No, you wear tidy whities No, I don't. This guy wears tidy whities man. Grandma <laughs> panties. Could you imagine? He probably wears his grandmother's panties. I do not. <laughs> Come on, man, Adrian. Put a smile on your face. Have some fun. Anyway, second question. Favorite snack to eat before a game and why? Oh, that's hard. No. Maybe like some spaghetti. Spaghetti. Okay. Yeah. That's probably my go-to. You don't, you don't throw up spaghetti and meatballs before a game? Um, no? You just eat that? I mean, how many pounds of it do you eat? Not that much. Probably like. Not even half a pound. Oh, that's that's still a lot, man. You're six foot. That that's a lot, Speedy. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Speedy, well, uh, works for you. Why do you always do that? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, you're starting to scare people. I'm here. agreeing with you. Yeah, well, that's a snack, man. You have macaroni before a game. That's a that's a big snack, man. I'm surprised you don't throw up. Do no. you get Do you get any Do you get like that feeling when you step on a football field, like uh, the butterflies, where you feel like you're gonna throw up? You feel like that sometimes? Yeah, every, every game. Really. Yeah, before every game. And then what happens? You just, like, after the first or second throw, you get right into the game, you feel comfortable and calm? Right after the first clap I do, I'm good. Really? That's interesting. You know, I'll tell you – I can tell you a funny story. The first time I stepped on a football field in high school, my quarterback was – he actually came in for the starting quarterback because he got hurt off the punt return because he was on the punt return, the special teams quarterback. He got hurt. He was out for the game. This guy – Pissed himself at the line of scrimmage. Okay, not lying to you. He he literally pissed himself, and we we didn't want to say anything. So he played, you know, with piss, you know, in his in his underwear. What do you think about that, Speedy? Very interesting. We didn't want to we didn't want to throw him under the bus. I mean, you're wearing you're wearing everything. The guy pissed himself. I mean, like seriously. I I did he, I laugh at it. Well, did he? Yeah, he did play well. All but right. he, That's all after he pissed himself, before <laughs> he was at he was he was calling the play and he sat. He was like, "What's going on?" He looked like he was spotting or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a true story, by the way, Speedy. Keep that to us. I mean, the whole world knows now, but yeah, you know, who cares? Now, right? now, uh, now all Adrian's friends will know when they see the interview. All well, his family. Adrian's friends will really enjoy this interview because we're just straight up guys asking good questions. All his high school teammates, all his eventual good. Washington State teammates will all know that. Good. They'll love this. They'll love this. I mean, seriously, that's a great story. I mean, have you? I've heard throw up. I've heard. I've heard so much stuff. Anyways, third questions: blondes or brunettes, and why? <sighs> brunettes. Brunettes. Dark so hair, that, or dark eyes. Dark hair. Dark hair, or dark, I mean, dark eyes or light eyes. Dark eyes. Really? That's two dark eyes and two dark hairs. Brunettes. Very interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just trying to picture. A, you have a girlfriend. No, I don't got a girlfriend. Oh, I, uh, he made sure he said that pretty quick. He wants everybody to know. No, he's he's free and he's available, ladies and gentlemen. Well, ladies. And and by the way, 
Uh, he's going to Washington State, and I do know a bunch of beautiful women that actually went to Washington State. So you're in good hands, my friend. Very good hands. I hope your parents aren't watching this. I don't want to scare them. But, uh, um, but no, you're in good hands, man. That's a great school, a great academic school and everything. So we're going to do this again with you, okay? So uh, you're, what type of music do you really listen to? Like, Are, are you a hip-hop guy? You, what, what do you like? I, I really like R&B. R&B, like, okay. All right, so Speedy, this is what I want you to do. We're going to pick three R&B tracks, okay? I just mm-hmm. want you to name the artist, okay? That's all I want you to do. You name the artist. We're going to give you three tracks. If you're Our last guest, which we had, uh, we had Michigan State offensive line recruit Kevin Wigginton on, he was three for three. I was very impressed with him. Very impressed. Speedy, are we almost done? Or what are we doing over here? I thought you were explaining what, what's going on. Do you have it ready? Do you have the music ready or I have not? one track ready. All right. So, speed, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Here we go. He's not going to know this. Speedy, go to another song, another track. He's not going to know this track. Get a popular one of that. I mean, that's how, he's not going to know that. You said it was too easy before. Make up your mind. No, no. You, you don't even know what you're picking. I know I don't. So how do you know if it's easy or not? You're the one doing the quiz. Just go to another song, man. You get in. See what I deal with, man? You see see this? I'm the captain of the ship, and this guy picks this crap. I I don't know this type of music. It's his expertise. It's your expertise. All right, so pick a song already. What are you waiting for? All right. Uh, All right, watch. You're sitting there with the computer. You're standing there. What the heck are you doing? Give Give me a song, man. What do we got here? Are you serious? Okay. I don't know. What do you want me to pick? I don't know R&B. What, what do you want me to that pick? That is not R&B. Look up a top R&B tracks. I'm not going to say it out loud because then you're going to ruin it, and I'm going to tell he's going to know who it is. What top R&B tracks. Very good, man. What, what are you? That, you're, you're, it's not my you're genre of music. You're challenged over here. It's not my genre of music. All right. Now pick a track. All right. Which, if you're complaining about mine, pick one for, pick one for me. One, How two, am I going to pick? Here. Here, there's 12 Give me a there. pen. You, you're, see what I deal with? You see what it's I deal with? It's not my type of music. You threw, me, threw this to me out of nowhere. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. That's what a producer does. Um, go, go to his track, Instrumentals. Go to Instrumentals of this guy. Jeez, man. I, I Talk about Ill, 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 illiterate in every kind of way. Any of these? Yes, pick the top one. All righty. All righty, all righty. This is my producer, by the way. This one you do know. Just li- you don't have to name the song. Who's on this track? Uh, Jake and Chris That's right. That's right. All right, Speedy. I'm going to give you another artist because you are so illiterate. Right there. Pick a track there. All righty, there we go. No, not that one. No. Bring it down. Come on. Come on, that one. This? Yes. Nope. 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 This? That one. All righty. Could you stop with the all righty? It's annoying. Come on. I know you know this. It's very popular. Like Little John or something like that? He's on it, but who sings it? Come on, I know you know it. 
Usher? It is Usher. Very good, man. Look at this guy. He's three. I we're not stumping him right now. I'm I'm trying to hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna stump you here. I'm gonna stump you here. Hold on. Mm. I'm trying to think here. I got it. We're gonna stump you now. Stop with the alrighty. I don't want to hear your alrighty crap. Um, go up, all the way to the top. The first one, hit that one. If you get this one, I'll be impressed. I'll be impressed with you. Put it louder, Speedy. Let me hear it. Where you is this from? This is this is in the 2000s. I would say this is about seven, eight years ago. He's an artist. He's he's known. I'll give you another hint. Here, I'll I'll give you another song. He another song by him. I, I want you. To, I want you to because I know you know this song. You you have to know this song. Cause this is this is popular and it's been around. Skywalker. That's it. Who sings it? Come on. That's right, man. We're very good. I wanna beat Speedy in the head with my hand. <laughs> I've had that dream for a long time. You know, what What can I say? Leave this track on. This, this is good, man. We can flow to this, man. We can flow to this. Do you rap? Did you no, flow? I rap. No, I don't rap either. I mean, you listen to Mozart. So I, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you play any instruments with being into classical music like that? No. No? No, I, well, I'm, I wasn't into instru- instrumentals. I, I was a drummer, but I, I actually was a DJ, and I used to go around the country and around the world spinning for different people and I, I will say this I love people that can put different music together with all different genres and listen to it so a lot of artists do that Dr. Trey is very well known to do anyways you can shut the music off Speedy anyways uh, we really appreciate you joining us man three for three two guys that I'm very impressed with uh, I, I know we had to change it by the way the track that we told you to put on with Speedy play before uh uh, Skywalker was Miguel Sure Thing. So if, if you like Miguel, check out Sure Thing because that, that's another big track that he he had about seven, eight years ago. Great track, and you'll love it, man. Uh, Skywalker is one of my favorite tracks. So anyways, uh, why don't you um, – by the way, we were, we were talking to Washington State quarterback recruit Adrian Lara. Adrian, why don't you tell the fans how they can find you on social media? Uh, my at on Instagram is AD7YAN. And then my Twitter is Adrian underscore Lara seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you excited for the football season or what, man? Most definitely. I'm ready. You're ready. Uh, so you'll be at Washington state this year. No. Uh, Next year. Two years. Two years. Oh, how old are you? You're 16, right? Yeah. Wow. You're a baby. You're younger than my brother. <laughs> Six two, 205 pounds. And he's 16 years old. You're a giant. You're a giant, man. I mean, just imagine when, when, when you're about – how tall is your father? He's like 6'1", 6'2". 
All right, so you're the same size. Your mom, is she tall? She a tall woman? Five, six. Oh, that's pretty tall for a woman. That's not small. That's pretty tall for a woman. That's not bad, man. I, you, listen, you're a cool kid, man. I, I'm going to definitely keep uh, tabs of uh, tabs with you. Uh, when, uh, you know, in the next year, year and a half, uh, maybe even before that, we'd love to get you back on the show before you start your career at Washington State. See where you're at and sw- see where you are and uh, the growth of a player that you become. Probably going to be a lot bigger, a lot stronger, and a lot heavier with muscle. So uh, I'm rooting for you, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to mention you. Uh, to Eric Coleman because uh, again he doesn't know who you now who you are right now but he follows Washington State football and uh, I'm sure two years from now he'll be a big fan of yours so uh, I'm looking forward to watching you grow man thank you for joining us thank you for having me absolutely man are you are you looking at our app have you downloaded our app I, I don't even know you guys have an app. oh see what do you have an Apple or an Android Apple man go on your application store. And go to, go to your Apple application. So I, I should tell these recruits to do this. This is very important. Uh, and you're a sports fan, so you would love our network. All you got to do in your app store is put in WWSRN. Oh, I put three W's. No, no, no. It's it's no. two. WWSRN. We're not an internet page, even though we have their digital platforms. Did you find us? Yeah, I got it. There you go, man. There you go. Tell your friends. You should be telling your friends. If you're a sports fan and your friends could actually, we'll have the clips, the video clips on our app. So you can check it out in the clips video end of it. You can hear the replays of the shows. I mean, and you can watch the shows live. Every time we go live, it'll ping on your phone. So now you'll be a fan of us as much as we'll be a fan of yours. So there you go. And and do are you following us on our social medias? I follow you on Twitter. Oh, okay. So you can find all our social medias on the app, too. So it's there for you, man. We really appreciate you joining us, man. And, again, I want to get you on the show very, very soon again, probably eight, seven months down the road. I just want to see where you're at and, uh, and where, you, where you believe you, you're going to be uh, when your college football season starts. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Adrian Lara, ladies and gentlemen, college recruit from Washington State, quarterback. Nice kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice kid. Uh, we tried to get him to do the doggy. We tried. I mean, one of these days we'll get. You someone are to terrible. Do it. You're a terrible. One of these producer. days we'll get, we'll get someone to do it. You are a terrible producer. You know that? No, I'm just not knowledgeable with R and B. You're not knowledgeable of much of anything except '80s music, and you overplay rock music that is garbage. So, well, that's your opinion. No, that's a fact. No, it is not. It is a fact. The way you uh, mixture mix music. Uh, the only time you play good music is on the weekend crunch. That's the only. Re- Maybe you're just trying to impress Eric or something because on these shows your music selection stinks. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, I'm doing it on the fly for R and B. Like I don't know it. Before we go, ladies and gentlemen, the NBA playoffs is going along, uh, coming along. I'm sorry, and Miami is up right now, Speedy, two to one, and the Lakers are up, Speedy, two to one. So we have two to two to one series right now in the East and the West. Let me ask you guys this question. If LeBron James was not in the finals anymore, and he was not in the playoffs anymore, would you be stern to not watch it because the numbers are down right now in the NBA playoffs? Would you rather not watch it more now? Would you rather watch it right now uh, because LeBron James is in it? Or 
if he wasn't in it, would you watch less of it like it is right now because of what's going on in the world? So that is my question for you guys because right now the NBA numbers are really, really bad, and LeBron James is still in the NBA playoffs. So the numbers are down by five points. It's a lot. That's a lot. The playoffs, and that has a lot to do with uh, the COVID-19, the bubble, and what's going on in the world. So, and probably right, right at the same time with football, too. That doesn't help either. No, it's not because of football. It's because basketball is not doing well because of what's going on in the world and LeBron James and the statements that are going on throughout the country. So that's, that's why basketball is not doing well. And the COVID-19, of course. Mm-hmm. But with missing the, the basketball season and a lot of teams didn't make the playoffs, I, I think it hurt the NBA. Um, anyways, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mean Speedy will be back next week. We will be back on Saturday. Uh, if you guys want to listen to us, you can listen to us lies live on the Li News. What do you? What do you? What do you? He said lies. Yeah, well, because I'm trying to catch my breath. Something you sitting there. Uh, listen, you shouldn't be laughing about what I say because you need to learn how to press a button. Learn how to press a button before you laugh at somebody. Anyways. Um, on Saturday, me and Eric are going to get into everything that's going on in the NFL. I'd like to know his opinion on the Jets in the second week of the destruction of the New York Jets against San Francisco. Love to know his opinion. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of NBA conversation, a lot of debating, a lot of arguing, uh, his uh, his cup of coal, my market up. So there's so much. And I'm trying to get a, a special guest. I've been trying to get this guest on the show. I'm working on it. So I'll let you guys know. Uh, in the next day or so, what we're gonna, who we're gonna have on? So, uh, shout out to Eric. Uh, if you guys want to listen to our show, go to the Li News Radio uh, Network on FM dial here on one hundred three point nine here in Long Island, which covers about sixty miles radius. And if uh, you don't and you can't listen to it, all you have to do is go to one hundred three point nine Li News Radio. You find the uh, iHeart app, and you can listen to us live at seven p.m. on Saturday night. It's a great show. It's very funny. Very entertaining, and Speedy is annoying, like always. Anyways, speak, but okay. <laughs> you speak enough. Um, we will be back next week on Monday and Wednesday. Uh, wish me luck. Uh, uh, I have an EMS test on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Not looking forward to it. And uh, a lot of surprises coming up next week. I, I will tell you that. We have a new show, uh, the um, MD, I think it's MD. MD Fantasy Show. MD Fantasy debuts Show. Debuts tomorrow. De- debuts tomorrow on our network and, th- and Friday. And uh, we have another fantasy show coming to our network on Saturday, which Dan is going to be running as well at 9.30 p.m. So if you like fantasy sports, you'll love them. They're very good and very intelligent. Um, That's it for our show. Uh, We will be back on Monday. Until then, this is Errol Marks and Speedy that knows needs to learn how to press a button, Speedy Petey. And we'll be back, and we will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.